Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. So this evening, you guys, since it's the official kickoff of Spooky Month on our end over here, I figured I'd have something extra special planned for you. I've spoken with this fella down here, Mr. Scott Pace, and man, man, you guys, not only does he talk to Bigfoot, but he's even talked to the dog man, and he's told me some interesting stories as it was anyway, and I decided that I thought it would be perfect to kick spooky month off with having some of these stories told to us by this fabulous guy here, which you guys know, I'm going to share links back to his YouTube and Facebook and stuff. He's got groups over there that are, you know, all set up for that kind of stuff that you guys be able to get right back to him. And me and Luis and him were talking before we started, I believe I'm even going to share a bit of a written story in the blog on the website so that I can share these pictures with you guys a little bit better, especially for the folks out there just listening instead of watching them because these are man this stuff is pretty amazing sitting over here looking at it on my end so before we get too far into things you know i i gotta give all the shout outs that i need to give out to the people that care about us and keep this whole thing going man all those folks out there giving us the love over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com you know where you can find links back to watch us everywhere on rumble odyssey and bit shoot which we thank you guys and everywhere that you can listen to us and that's not even everywhere man there's a few places that i don't even have listed that you guys can listen to us at it's just pretty much every podcasting app there is now and as well as the website you can find links back to our sweet merch that we've got for unconstitutional awakening as well as our awesome sponsors kirk elliott peachy key creations ammo can and brett pike with classical learner you guys know how to find all that great stuff it's over there at unconstitutional awakening and uh you know, we, we look forward to interacting and stuff, man. We've got all good stuff going on over there for the hosts or some of the hosts are bringing up some new stuff in the podcast and more section. And, you know, we're, we're just doing all kinds of great things with that and trying to bring these great stories like this, man. Like I, I don't like to be a one hit wonder. I don't want to talk about doom and gloom. And since it's spooky season, it's time to talk about Bigfoot and Dogman. So let's start off with Louise. How are you doing this evening, sir? Doing well. It's, um, finding interesting information and i'm here to discover unknown things that i am very fascinated by so excited to learn more that's right that's great great and mr scott pace how are you doing this evening i'm doing great thank you so much i appreciate you guys having me yes sir no i mean you know i've 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 always been big into bigfoot lore and 
uh, my friends over there at the Reality Czars had me as a part of their Bigfoot documentary, and that's actually how they connected me to you, because they said they had spoke with you as well during the workings of that. And I was like, well, I got to talk to this fellow as well, because that's right up my alley. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've had some uh, crazy things that happened here in Louisiana. And so um, what some people know is we have a creature here called the Rougarou that we call that. And that's actually like a, a wolf man or a dog man. And then also we have the um, people called to uh, refer to like the swamp ape or our Bigfoot. And those those two um, beings or creatures are very, very prominent here in Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely plenty of stories coming out of that area for both. You know, the 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 swamp ape, skunk ape is what we call it over here in Georgia, because I'm just a couple states over from you. You know, we uh, we we hear about them down here quite a bit, too. Not so much the dog man. And that is extra fascinating to me, too. Like, I'm I'm excited to get into this. So, you know, I'd like to kick it right off. Let's uh, could you familiarize us with yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. OK, uh, my wife and I live between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And um, I've been in Louisiana all my life. And so we have family land that's, that's up in north Louisiana, north central Louisiana, right above Alexandria. And that area is called the Kasachi National Forest. And that's originally where our, our family is from. Because, um, you know, a lot of the working industry and stuff is here in south Louisiana. Where we moved down here in the late 60s. And, and um, anyways, we all work down here and stuff. But we, all, we always go back to north Louisiana where our roots are, you know. And so... Um, <clears throat> 2019 had a really uh, incredible experience, and I, I've hunted these these woods in a certain area by our our, our uh, family land and all that for years. I never had anything happen, so to say, that, that really got to me or spooked me. I've seen some things that I couldn't explain before, and if you hunt these same I mean, you hunt these same lands all the time, uh, eventually something's kind of going to come out. You hear something you can't quite explain. You might think it's a hog or something else, but but we're we're our avid deer hunters, and so. Um, 2019 I was in the woods hunting and uh it was um during rifle season and we down here we have some things called box stands like you get inside this box stand and you'll go on there and and uh, hunt and stuff and so that's what happened and so one evening I was sitting there and it was about uh 5 30 had a late start and everything and usually the sun would go down as I guess it was about five or something like that when it all started kind of uh the sun was beginning to come down and stuff usually about 6 30 it's dark during the winter time and stuff. And so actually this month right now, October is when it happened in 2019. So I, I got up in this box stand. I was sitting there and had a little backpack on and stuff like that. Had my 30 all six and uh, put my 30 all six in the corner. And I sat down, I just began to play with my cell phone a little bit, you know, kind of waiting for the deer to come out and stuff. And normally right before dark, they began to come out and stuff. And so I was sitting there playing with my cell phone and all of a sudden um, in this box stand, I began this high, high pitched noise. And all of a sudden, it's like the head, side of my head just kind of went sideways like this, you know. And then I, I, all of a sudden, my rifle in the corner, the 30 6 began to vibrate. And so I thought that was really strange. I reached over and grabbed it. But when I did, I seen something out the left corner of my eye. And I seen some movement. And so I looked over and just took my cell phone. And I picked up my cell phone and took a snapshot of it. And so I zoomed in as much as I could. And when I got that picture, I looked at it and I said, huh, what is that? It looks like a stump or something, you know? And so also I had a little, a little pair of binoculars and I took the binoculars and I looked up and I'd seen it was, it looked like something there. But to me, it looked like a man. I couldn't tell what it was, but it, it looked like a figure of a man kind of, kind of squatted down a little bit. And I, I looked over at it. So then I, I took my rifle and I picked it up. And when I picked my rifle up and looked at it, I could tell exactly what it was. 
The skin on this was, it was black, black, black. I mean, just jet black and oily, extremely oily. And I could see the details because on my, my scope, it's a really good scope. And so it's actually a red field. And I could, I could see the, you know, right at it. And I had it magnified all the way in. But the eyes, the eyes, the thing that got me, the eyes were a starburst look just like our eyes. And the eyes were starburst like an orange and a yellow. And then the hair looked like ours right here. And it came around like this. The whole face stuff, it didn't, it didn't have any hair and stuff right here on it. But it was just all black and all very, very oily. <clears throat> and the... Uh, it looked like somebody had a ghillie suit on. You know, it had long, thick hair coming down off of it like that. And then its skin was real black, too. But it almost had like an undercoat on it. But when I looked at it, it looked at me back like this. And then all of a sudden, to its left, which would be my right, I seen something else move. So I took my rifle and I moved it over. This is when it got really crazy. I experienced something <clears throat> that people refer to as telepathy or... Um, what they call mind speak these days are a universal language. So if you've been in the community for a while, <clears throat> you begin to pick up on this thing called universal language, which, which other cryptids and stuff use. And so when I looked at it, it was a big, tall, tall, about seven, eight feet tall. And um, this thing had a dog's head like this and had two pointed ears on it. The snout coming down was black. And this right here was, was black on it or gray on the sides right here and rest right here was black. And then it's, it's what I say, it's hair was, wasn't that long. It was kind of short on it, but the, this thing here looked more like a tall basketball player is what it looked like. Now I can only see the shoulders and the arms. I didn't see the hands. I didn't see the waist, but they had a lot of foliage and stuff there. And a lot of, it was real, real thick in there. <clears throat> and when this thing looked at me, looked down like this and I could see it's, it's face like grimacing, like almost like this, this, like, the, like this at it. And all of a sudden I get this thing and it's, it's, what we call mind speak today. And it said, put the, put the gun down. I'm going to come over there and tear that building up and kill you. I'm like, what? This thing just spoke to me in my mind and did that. When I look back over at the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot's looking at it now and it's looking at me, but the Bigfoot's eyes turn red immediately. So just like that. And I said, it looks at the, at the dog man, the Bigfoot's like the dog man now. And all of a sudden it's, it's like communicating with it too, with its mind. It's telling him, leave him alone. Don't do that. And all of a sudden the, the, he says, well, there, there's, he's got a gun pointing at us. And also I'm looking at it and I had my hand up, but I never had my finger on the trigger. Now this is really interesting. The dog man didn't realize I didn't have my finger on the trigger, but the Bigfoot did. And I was just looking at him. I was just observing him and sitting there. And this kind of went on between them a little bit. And the whole time I'm freaking out. I mean, I'm just going like, okay, what in the world is this? I was more in shock than anything. And uh, the Bigfoot was actually kind of squatted down. And um, this thing was probably about six foot squatted down tall. And it was pretty big. And so all of a sudden this other voice comes to me at the same time and says, leave now. And I'm like, what? So all of a sudden I, I get my backpack and I grab it. I began to walk outside of this, this little um, – shack that I have there. It's, it's a hunting stand. And I grabbed my gun and all that. And I began to walk back toward where uh, my golf cart is, which I come in on. So the golf cart is all jacked up. So also at the same time, <clears throat> I hear my cousin crank up and, and he comes around. He's on his forward coming out. Now, what's really interesting is there's some time loss here, which I've, I've told other people before. And uh, the interesting thing about this is I don't know what happened, but something was transferred between me and the Bigfoot when this happened. And um, the only thing I can say is that something, it, it, it did something. I, I don't know what happened. But uh, since then, I've been able to talk to them and, and mind speak and stuff to them. And so I was going out, went and got on the golf cart, 
And when I sit there, I was looking, I could, I could hear them while I was walking out. And believe me, I was, I was almost running and my heart was beating and I was almost in a state of shock. But anyways, thank God I made it out of there, you know? <clears throat> and so when I get out to my golf cart, I'm just kind of sitting there and the golf cart is actually pointed toward the woods where they are. And so I sit there and I just look at the woods and I can see the woods moving. Now you can hear them coming through. Come to find out, I thought it was just two of them, but it was more like about four of them that was coming out and uh, maybe even five, but you could hear them walking through. It almost sound, sounded like a cows coming through the woods. It was, they were so big and so heavy when it was coming to the woods, but they got right to the edge of the wood line. And when they got there, when I seen them, I looked up at them and I could, I could see them right there in the edge of the woods, but they never did come out. And I told them, I said, look, I got a 30 out six. And I said, y'all come out, I'm going to start blasting. I said, I may die today, but I said, I promise you this, that I'm going to kill one of y'all. And I said, I, I'm a pretty good shot. I said, I'm going to blow y'all's heads off. And I said, and they were close enough too. I didn't even have to use the, you know, to use the sights on them. And so my cousin came, you know, coming by in the four-wheeler and I cranked up the, the golf cart and I turned around and just got out of there. And um, what's really interesting is I, I've always had some other little things happen in the woods there. But never did I ever bring it back to Bigfoot or anything. So that was in 2019. In 2009, I was up there um, hunting again, and I hadn't shot a deer that year. But um, actually, I was uh, living in what they call Homa, Louisiana, down here. That's where they have the Rougarou Festival out. But um, I got some pictures of that, too. But anyways, my cousin called me up. He said, hey, he said, Scotty, so you, you going to come hunt with us this year? I said, well, I've been kind of busy down here, but I said, I'd like to, you know, I said, I don't know. He said, well, come on. I said, what we'll do is get you, get you on a, a stand. And uh, he said, go get on one of them leaning tubes down at bottom. So you're probably going to see something down there. And uh, so anyways, we could run dogs certain times of the year, you know, on our lease and stuff like that. And so I think it was around Christmas time or something like that. So anyways, he, I got on a stand early that morning. I basically went out by myself, sitting on the leaning tube. And uh, that's actually a stand that leans against a tree and you just climb up in it and it has like a seat and everything in it. So I was sitting there and it got to be about nine o'clock. I didn't see anything or hear anything. It was really quiet that day. And uh, so anyways, I, I texted him. I said, look, what's going on? So he said, okay, I'm going to get the dogs and can run through. So all of a sudden I hear him come up and the dogs are following him. You know, he runs through the woods with him, everything. He's on the floor and he gets off and he starts making what they call a drive. So all of a sudden he starts coming through with the dogs and they're coming right at me. I said, oh yeah. So I'm ready. I got my 30 all six. I'm, I'm in this leaning tube. And all of a sudden, I hear them turn a little bit. So I said, well, they're kind of going uphill a little bit. Let me get out of this leaning tube. So I got out of the leaning tube, started going to where they were. And on the edge of our, our lease right there, there's a there's a what they call a fire break. And there's a road. So I start walking this road, you know, just standing there looking. And I could hear something coming at me. All of a sudden, the dogs were barking the whole time. And all of a sudden, they just stopped barking. And they turned. And they went back toward him. And then whatever it was started running toward me. And it stopped. And I said, well, man, that's That'd be a big buck or something. So at the bottom of this hill where I'm at, there's there's a bottom down there, and there's actually um, a creek that goes through right there. So I start walking down toward this creek, and all of a sudden I see this this kind of unusual area. There's a thicket there, okay, and all of a sudden I look, and there's this hole. This hole is about two to two to three feet, and it's as high as I am tall, okay. So I'm I'm fairly short. I'm five six, so I'm walking down a scene. I'll stop and look at it. And all of a sudden, in this thing where that something had ran toward me, this thing had, whatever it was, had hunkered down and got down and stuff and was looking out toward me through that. And I could see it. And it had all uh, black hair. It had some highlights of brown and stuff in it. But the face was weird looking. It, it, 
it had some pointy ears like this, but it almost had like a, like a long snout on it, you know, and it was big. It was really big. And I, to this day, I don't know what that is. Some people call it what they call a gugway. Um, some people say it's a, the people I talked to said it was a hybrid. And they claimed that, and I didn't know this, but they said they claimed that sometimes Bigfoot and dogmen will actually mate and have an offspring from that, which I thought was crazy as hell. But anyways, um, when I seen that thing, I didn't know what it was. And I just kind of stood there and I, I began to get kind of weird, eerie feeling about me. And I began to turn around and look. I looked all around me and I'm looking at this scene, but it never did. Now, the weird thing about this one was it had black, black eyes. It didn't have it. I didn't see any whites in his eyes. And I had a scope on the, that rifle at the same time. So I'm looking at it, but I don't see any color in his eyes. All I see is black in there. It was really, really wicked looking, you know, really scary. And I just started backing out. As I seen it. So I said, well, I'm not going to go bother to sing or whatever it is. So I'm just going to back out. So I went back around and told my cousin. And uh, he said, I didn't tell him the story about that. I just told him I didn't see any deer. So he said, do you see that deer coming? I said, no, it didn't come through. So what do you mean it come through? I said, it didn't come through. I don't know. It stopped somewhere out there. And I guess it just bedded down or something like that. He said, oh, that's strange. So anyways, we just left that time. Uh, one of the stories I have is the, the, the weekend before. That was rifle season when I told you about the actual, um, you know, seeing the dog man and the Bigfoot together. And this is a part about them cloaking, and so which is really interesting. Um, the, this, the weekend before rifle season is what they call muzzleloading season and stuff. And so I went up there that weekend, and I got inside the actually the same box stand, and I seen this doe come out in the morning time. And uh, I guess it was about 8.30, something like that. And so I got my rifle up or my muzzleloader up, and I, I seen the deer there. And when I did, I shot, I seen the deer go down, smoke was everywhere, but I seen the deer laying on the ground kicking. I took my, my gun and I went ahead and, and put two more tablets in it, reloaded it, and then cocked the barrel on it and put a blasting cap in and put it back together. And then I opened up the door and I was going to walk out. Well, when I walked out, this deer laying on the ground picks up and begins to just, just take off. And I looked at this thing and said, my God, what in the world is going on here? I was in total shock. I just looked at it. And this thing, just like it just, it's like the legs were limp, the head was down, but this thing just uprighted and took off. I've talked to other hunters and stuff before, and they told me, they said that, you know, they've had deer that just, they shot deer and all of a sudden they get down to it and the deer goes missing. But come to find out something had cloaked and it went over there and picked up my deer and ran off with it. So. That that was pretty that was pretty interesting that time. I got this photo pulled here? up that you sent me that was like you said them kind of cloaking here. It's that yes, one. yes, and that's Real on our property up there. If you could if you pull up some of those pictures while we're doing that, I'll, I'll be, glad, be glad to talk about those pictures. Absolutely. The interesting thing is is my dad and and uh, you know gave me and my wife the family land that we had up there. And uh, it's right across the road from the National Forest. So, you know, we got perfect hunting and stuff like that. And so same thing in 2019, early up in the spring part, my dad gave us the land. And so we went up there and started developing it. And um, it was a big hill that goes down into a bottom. Then there's a couple of creeks there that goes back to another hill. And so what we did was we, we actually had it leveled off. And what we want to do is just put it, make it like a little campground that was up there. We used to have an old house, but the house was old. And we just eventually just got rid of it. You know, it was tore it down and everything. And so um, 
what we did is we had a guy come over there and, and help us uh, make a big pad and everything. And so we went in and, and started, you know, developing, putting the water down. We put the electricity down. And I uh, started making a, a – start bringing crushed crush concrete and stuff like that to make a big, huge pad that we can put a camper on. And so that's what we want to do is, is get up there and, and get our camper and, and bring up there and start camping and stuff. So as we were doing each step, I began to take pictures. And when I took pictures, it was funny how I set these pictures off and I kind of started seeing something in the pictures. I said, this is really weird. This is strange, you know, and I never, I never seen anything physically up right up to that point. I never seen anything then, but what was really weird was I began to see things like I thought was eyeballs and stuff in there and faces and all that. So I began to, um, after my sighting, I began to join a bunch of other Facebook groups and stuff like that and began to share my story. And um, I really needed to go connect to somebody after that because I'm telling you, it was, it was really, really frightening for me. It was to the point to where um, it was hard for me to accept. One thing I want to I tell y'all is that my wife and I are both are born again Christians. Okay. So we're, you know, we go to church and stuff like that. We've been involved in church and been involved in mega and in mega church and all that. And so, um, you know, what comes into play is, is, is your, when you start reading the Bible and you come up with these things, you never talk about these things in church, you know, and anything, none of these things ever comes up in church. And so there's, there's a faith factor that comes in right there. And, and did God really create these things that this thing is a demon or what is it or stuff like that, you know, but come to find out, I mean, God made all kinds of things, you know, and in, in the beginning of time, they don't state all these things, but sometimes the Bible refers to these things as beasts. And so I wanted to throw that in there. And, um, I don't think all these are bad. Some of these things are bad and stuff, but <clears throat> some of them are. But getting back to, to these faces and stuff that I've seen, I begin to see these faces and stuff. So I send them off to other people. People begin to show me how to pick up on these faces. That's why I was, if you have a story, something that's why it's really good to get involved in some of these Facebook groups. And you may go through five or six of them that's not for you. But eventually you're going to find some that people are not so ugly. They have, they don't have trolls and stuff in them that really want to hear your story and are able to help you cope with things. And that's what happened to me. I've got, a, I've got a, about 10 people that were core people that really, really helped me out to this day. I, I'm just best friends with now, you know, I love their stories or, you know, they, I tell them stories and things that's going on in my life and stuff like that. But anyways, um, I began to send these pictures to them. They'd send them back to me and start circling them and stuff like that. And then it would, they have an app that's on your, your phone or iPhone or whatever, and they, they would bring them out. And they would put the little dots and eyes and stuff for me. I said, my God, man, this is crazy. And so I said, all this stuff is around me. I never did see it. Never did, you know, never did see these things like this. But one time I was over there snapping pictures, and I had my iPhone. And um, when I was taking the pictures in a certain area, we had done it, you know, showing our development, our progress, stuff like that. All of a sudden, this flash comes across in front of my screen on my phone. Like, what the heck was this? Now my iPhone, if you, if you put the picture forward, it shakes all the time. And then when you put it back towards yourself, it doesn't do anything. So I've actually sent that off to a guy that's a director, and he said, I've never seen anything like that before. And so they're, they're able to manipulate a lot of things, you know. Uh, so there's things called MindSpeak. That's there. And then there's all sorts of things like um, with it being called zapped. And so I've had that happen to me before where they, they've zapped me before and actually made me sick and stuff like that. You know, I'm to the point where you, you know, almost immobile is what it was. And um, this time they just ran in front of it and actually did something to my phone to make it make the, the, the picture shake and stuff like that. 
Y'all still there? Yes, we're here. Okay. <laughs> I probably got you captivated, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just we're just listening. And so that's okay. that first what, photo you sent me right here. What right? what's happening here? Because the distance feels so close. It feels like it, whatever distortion's occurring is literally right in front of you. It is. It's right in front of me. And y'all, this is what's amazing about the cloaking part is they can be right next to you and you never know it. And so um one of the stories I have about that is I, I got surrounded by them before and I was in a leaning tube hunting. And um I could hear something walking, but never could see them. They were right there on top of me. And it was like they were right next to me. And I still couldn't see them no matter what. They had three of them come around me and it was right next to me. But yeah, the, if you can tell on each side of the picture that's there, one side is, is clear. The other side is clear. And in the middle, it's kind of distorted. That's is, what it does. It does that to your little hunting box you were telling us about. Yeah, the hunt stand. I got. I should have a picture of that right there, too. And you'll see how thick it is in there. And yeah, um, now too, actually, the little the little box, the little hunting box that you got. Yeah. Okay. And so you can see how thick it how thick it you know it is and stuff in there. So getting back to um, that area and stuff. So this is where you know people say, well, do they ever follow you home? So I've got a story about that too. Okay. Yes, they do follow you home. Now, like I said, whenever I locked eyes with this thing, something happened, and I can't tell you what happened. But something transferred supernatural between me and 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 the Bigfoot there. And I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I hear a mind speak and they still mind speak to me now, but it's not like they do it every day and they come and, you know, have a carry conversation on to you. But some things I'll get into in just a second, y'all, is questions that I've asked for them, you know, but, um, uh, well, I'll go ahead and tell you some of that stuff. So anyways, I begin to ask them, okay, when they, when they come and talk to me and stuff, but what happened was in 2020, um, I'll come on. I had a rough, rough week at work and everything. So I'll just sit in my recliner and drinking a cup of coffee on a Saturday morning. Also the same thing. I get this high pitched noise and my head's kind of going sideways like this, you know? And, uh, also this, I feel this presence, but I don't see anything. And this presence, like it's right there next to me. And my, my recliner is right next to a window, but it's, it's nothing there, you know? And it, and it began to ask me, it said, why did you come and tear up our land? Or why don't you come and tear up our home? And what happened was we have a lease. And so they came in and you can see how thick it was at the time, but they came in and they started cutting all the trees down and they began to go in and clear everything. Okay. And uh, basically destroyed everything that was there. We'll come to find out that was their home. And so that's where they lived. They'd been there for years and stuff. And so that's what he asked me. I say he, it had like a male type tone to it and stuff. But it asked me, it said, why did y'all come over there and tear up my home or our home? I said, well, so first of all, I didn't start talking to like you're talking to me. This is how it all began, the mind speak thing. And I told him, I said, look, I said, we, I don't live there. We don't live on that land. We pay to go and hunt that land. I said, whenever we come in, you'll see us go in. We only, we, we only shoot deer, we only shoot hogs that are up there in that area. And I said, we retrieve our game and then we leave out of there. I said, well, I says, well, you don't only see us there a few times a year, and mostly in the wintertime. You may see us during the summertime a little bit to clean up and get our trails ready, but that's it. And it's almost like I felt like there was a spirit of depression that came over, you know, the, the Bigfoot that was there, and it, it turned, and like I, I couldn't, I was almost like I could see it. It was in my mind, but I couldn't see it. You know, it's like it wasn't visible there, and it, and it turned off. But that was the that was uh, basically the, how all the mind speak and everything started. And so, yes, they do follow you home. And uh, some some pretty cool things uh, 
how they look out for you and stuff like that. I'll tell you this one story is really funny is that <clears throat> these guys came over to cut our grass. And so my mom lives on my property. She lives on one side of the property. I live on the other side of the property. And what we do is we'll, we'll take turns paying for them to cut our grass and stuff for us. And so anyways, it, these guys who went across the street, cut the grass and they came back and they sit there and, and got them like a water or something like that. And he was drinking us talk, talking about their little trailer and their truck and all that. And then all of a sudden they got up and they started cutting grass and all that. And one guy was weed eating and all that. And the other guy was cutting the grass. All of a sudden a lot more stops. So I walk over there to them to see what's going on. I said, man, what's going on? They said, uh, they said, we think the lawnmower blew up. I said, that lawnmower didn't blow up. I said, I hear a pop or anything. He said, let me go check it out with you. So I went over in my little shop and I got a, I got a jumper wire and he lifted the seat up and I went straight to the, to the little uh, solenoid on there and I hit it. And, um, Anyways, when I put it on there, the engine started turning off. I said, well, nah, this thing's not blowing. I said, where's your fuses on this thing? Let's look at it and see. So right when we started looking at the fuses, I felt one of them walk up. And um, they said, we did it. I'm like, what? So I didn't say anything to these two guys. They cut grass. And I didn't say anything. So I said, okay. So I went in my shop and, and got some fuses and brought them back and put them in, the, in a lawnmower for them where they cranked up and started going again. And it said, call your mom. So anyways, I called my mom. I said, hey, mom. I said, uh, it just came to me. I said, did you pay them already? She said, yeah, I already paid them. I said, oh, I'll be darned. I said, oh, I paid them too. She goes, oh, no. She goes, we got, we got to dig out to cut our grass for free next time. We didn't give them the money and everything. I said, well, don't worry about it. So we'll talk to them and everything. So we did. So that's one of the ways they look out for you, you know, which is, is, is really interesting. And uh, that's how far I've come since 2019 with them, you know, and it's 22 now. So what more can you tell us about Dogman? Dogman. Okay, let's go on Dogman for a little while. So, <clears throat> well, another story I have about Dogman was that um, when we did the pad and everything and put it down, um, I was over there and they just put all the red clay down and everything. So, you being a George, you know about that. So, when the rain comes, it'll wash it all off, right? So, I went and got two big old bags of seed and I had a little push behind cedar and I filled that thing up and I started walking with it and pushing back. And it was right at dark on a Sunday evening. All of a sudden, I hear this thing. It sounds like a big old deer that's coming across the National Forest. And so the National Forest is higher than our land. And I see it coming across this big hill across there. And it goes down into like a little low area. It's almost like a little swampy area. Then it comes out of that area and jumps the road, completely jumps the road that's there. And that's a one-lane road. And I see this thing coming toward our property. Then it goes down into the bottom where my land is. And all of a sudden it comes right back up. And this thing, y'all, I'm telling you, this thing was probably, my God, seven, eight feet long, something like that. But it was black, all black. And this thing ran right at the edge of the wood line and it stunned like a like a big, like a big wolf and just hunkered down. And when it hunkered down, it sit there and looked at me, you know. And at the same time, my cousin, they turned in the road that was where, where I was right next to our property. And so it was looking at the truck and looking back at me at the same time. But I kind of just got mad at it because I seen it because it never did try to come attack me or anything, but just sitting there looking at me. So I threw the cedar over and just walked back toward where they were. And I was that that time I was staying with my cousin next door. And uh, just went over that in the evening. The um, the dog man and the rougarou, in our area, they call it a rougarou. That's French. The rougarou actually is a female. And so you have a female and you have a male. And then the the, the male is called the loop guru or the lougarou. I, I can't remember the word. I, maybe loo, lougarou. And, and what it is, is it's, it's like a female dog. It says dog. It's like a dog, man. It's exactly what it comes out to be. But if you know somebody's French, they can tell you that. But um, what's really interesting is that I used to work with this guy, and he was actually from Africa, Burkina Faso. 
And so he spoke French and all that. So I asked him about that. He, he's the one who explained that to me. And I never knew that. I never even put that together. But anyways, uh, I asked him about that. I said, do they have these in your area? He said, well, he said, yeah, they have that. I said, what about this Bigfoot? I showed him a picture of these things. And he said, um, no, those are more in the Congo. I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no. He said, those and the gorillas actually fight together. What's interesting is you never hear any stories come out of Africa. I've never heard any stories come out of Africa before. But so yeah, he said that he and his in, in their country, in those countries that they fight against the like the locals fight against these creatures is what you're saying. Yes. And the gorillas, they fight against them. Yes, they do. Which is really, really interesting. You know, I thought that was that was amazing to hear that story, you know, but I've never heard any stories come out of, of Africa before at all. I mean, no. throughout our throughout known history and written history and like our like throughout time, we've had sightings of these creatures and it's written in all of our stories over periods that are vast and through several cultures it's not exclusive to one culture so do you yeah it's, it's fascinating do you think these dogmen are could also be what some people would have maybe called werewolves in ancient lore like in like europe and so no uh the werewolf is actually a, a pretty big creature is actually meaner than that and you, you think these things seven eight feet tall would be bad enough you know sometimes even nine feet tall no uh the werewolf is totally different i actually seen one of those creatures one time when i was a, a little boy and um, between Alexandria and Fort Polk, uh, there's an actual area over there. And I want to I say that's called the Calcasieu. Am I saying it right? Calcasieu National Forest. I think that's what they call it over there. But anyways, my grandmother, my mom's mom lived over there. And she lived by herself. And she was out in the woods, lived there. And I remember one time, I used to go love to stay, stay with my grandmother out, you know, out there in her old, she had an old house. It's like a log cabin. And I'll send you some more of those pictures of that old house, too. And... Um, this one particular time I went and stayed with her and it was in Thanksgiving and all that. And, and, um, anyways, uh, we had done a bunch of little chores and stuff like that. She used to have an old ringer washing machine and all this stuff. So I would help her and we would do the clothes and stuff like that. And I help her go hang them up and all that. And so we'd, we'd put in a, I guess a pretty rough day that day, you know, and it was kind of, I remember it being cool. And, uh, they used to have what they call open range. Y'all remember how they used to have open range where cattle would come around and you hear these cowbells and stuff like that? Yes, I do. I know what you, exactly what you're talking about. Like okay, so be... they used to have that a long time ago. And so she had she had an old rickety fence that was around her yard and stuff like that. And so anyways, we had gone to bed her kind of early that, that day. And she, poor thing, she was worn out. And so we got to sleep and the, the windows were open. She had one big old window. It was in the back. It was probably like a three by three window. And had an old metal screen on it, stuff like that. And so it was one of those old, old, old wooden windows. And I remember hearing something walking outside. I remember trying to wake her up and I said, Grandma. And she was in, a, I was in one bed. She was in a bed next to me. And there's a little bitty small room back there. And I told her, and it had them old metal beds. Y'all remember them old metal beds? Had them old, I guess it, they were old fluffy type mattresses they had on things. And they were squeaking all that stuff. So anyways, I, I told her, I said, Grandma, I hear something walking outside. I said, there's something out there. She goes, oh, be quiet, boy. I said, that's probably one of them cows out there. You can hear them. She's going to hear a cow bell. So she went back to sleep. I heard her snoring over there. And so I began to sit up and just look in that window. And all of a sudden, this thing, this creature comes over in front of it. And you all, I'm telling you, this thing was huge. It scooped down and looked inside the window like this and was looking all around like that. And I, I remember this huge head, just this big old huge head. 
And I'll try to send you a picture of that if I can find it in a way I have it. Um, but anyways, over somewhere in England, there's supposed to be a, the head of a werewolf. It's an actual werewolf. And these things could get huge, man. I'm telling you, when they say get huge, they, they can get 12, 14, 15 feet tall. They're really, really big. It's hard for us to comprehend these type of things. But this thing was so big. This old house set up off the ground about three foot. And uh, this thing had to squat down, was looking at his head, almost filled up the whole, I mean, the entire window. And it was just looking in like this. You know, it's hard, it's hard to imagine some head to be two foot wide, much less two and a half feet wide. And it, and it was more boxy. This, this head was more boxy like this. You know, it wasn't, it looked more like a, um, like a hyena than a, than a, you know, the guy of coyote or wolf. Yeah. There's different types. Okay. So this right here looked more more like a hyena type looking thing. Is what it looked so like. I, I, in some of the in the stuff that I have pulled up, that's about like Dogman and Rougarou and stuff. It seems that it's a tad bit more combative, but it seems to be roughly around the same size as Bigfoots as well, and runs around in a lot of the same areas from the things that I'm reading. And so, yes. do you think do you think it's quite possible that maybe some of these negative um, negative experiences people have with what they consider Bigfoot might have actually been Dogman and they were just mistaken since he seems well, to be more combative. This when you used to get into details, you start asking people about these details of what they saw. Did you see something? Did you see something like the head is, is really important? Did it look like a wolf? Did it look like a coyote? Did it look like a baboon? Did it look like an ape? Did it look like a person? Now, this is a funny thing. The one I've seen looked more human then it looked like an ape and his, his skin was real, real greasy on it. You know, it was real oily, but it looked, it looked just like a black person, you know, like a, like a person from say, like, I don't know you if know, you can like see you, this or not, but there's this type three dog man on I, this dog man website that I have. The picture's kind of, I'm going to try to pull the picture up because the picture's kind of small. But, yeah. Um, there's something on my screen. Let's see. Got it. Yeah, okay. okay. Here we go. Okay. I'm sorry. It's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Pull it up where I can look at it. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Hang on, let me let me readjust real quick. That's <laughs> all good. Uh, it it seemed, and this is this is a terrible, terrible picture. It seems, but it's it seems that uh, like this one looks more manlike than the other one that was on the other the other picture that it was beside. Like it has okay, more that, like semi dog face, but it's very gorilla. Right. Shaped. They, yes, sir. That right there, they call a hybrid. Okay. Okay. So you have the body of a person or a man, and then you have the the head of a dog, which is really kind of weird. Now, a lot of them don't have that. They have the hawks, or you have like a regular. The canine type dog man. They look like the picture on the other side here. Yeah. That is it. Then the other dog man is what they call a hybrid, like a type three that's right there, which you have the head of a dog and then the body of a person or. Uh, eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're and those things Sasquatch get huge. And human-like. So, so huge. you know, like the, that's, you know, and I mean, I'm, I guess a lot of your stories and stuff like that, you know, people don't get super clear looks at them. So it seems that, I mean, I could see this being mistaken for Bigfoot by some people that wouldn't know what they were looking at. Well, another thing is, is to even get a story out of people because, um, for instance, okay, I'll, I'll give you another thing that happened. My cousin and they, they had hunted, and uh, I went back the next weekend, and, and I wasn't up there, but they went in, and they heard a loud, loud roar, like a lion and a yell. And one cousin wouldn't talk about it. 
But the other one told me about it. One cousin had lost a shot of deer, went to go get retrieved a deer. The deer, he couldn't find the deer. He just got out of the stand. Oh, walked to the deer that's dead. You know, he, he shot it with a, uh, what kind of rifle is that he's got? A 270. Okay, so he shot it with a 270. Deer's down. He sees it down. By the time he got to the deer, just like mine, the deer's gone. So I've got this other thing here on this website that I found, which of course you guys know I'm good about sharing websites out there for everyone, but it has a, it's, it's supposedly the recording of a dog man vocalizing in New York state by a fellow, by a researcher named David. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that the sound can be shared for the folks out there that are listening and stuff. It's only a 10 second sound. I'll probably share it multiple times if need be, but I thought this was kind of interesting when I was doing my, my research. So check this out. Yep. It's a very faint, like low roar that you can hear. It also sounds like they repeated the pattern. So it was a one sound repeated over and over. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that you can clearly hear it. But that yeah, one sound was definitely something. Yes, and and wolves don't sound that deep, generally speaking. No. Of course, I don't. Sounds more like a Bigfoot to me. Okay, and and that's the weird thing. It's like what, what a well, like how common have you experienced other people experiencing this? Like, in let's say in a in a group of thirty people, how many people in that region would you say I have seen something? I have seen something. Like, do you think that? in certain areas of where you live, it is something that is commonly understood between each other or? Well, in Louisiana, South Louisiana, especially, yes, they, they happen, but a lot along the coastline, you know, we have our coastline down here, but the, the recent thing has been happening is due to all of the, um, uh, the hurricanes and stuff like that. We've lost a lot of land. And so that's one of the things that, that happened. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's videos on, on YouTube and stuff that you can go to this one guy has one that he only has a few videos on there, but he actually has one that he taped. It's on there. It's on, on YouTube mm-hmm. and um, look up. Uh, here's one. You can look up Rougarou or wild uh, bow fishing. See, see if y'all can look that up while we're on here. Rougarou yeah. spotter or something like that while bow fishing. Okay. This guy, he, he has some language and stuff in it, you know, some custom stuff like that, but he does show it. And it, at the end of it, it's like at two fifty six or something like that or five something, whatever it is in the video, sort of in the video, you'll actually see it up there. And so these reeds out here in the marsh, what they call the swamp, these reeds get up, you know, six foot tall. You know, this grass and everything that grows. And they, this thing is walking beyond that. You know, a lot of times, um, because of ridicule and stuff like that, people, I'm more, I'm more open to tell my stories. And a lot of people don't want to come forward and tell these things because, you know, they have jobs. I mean, police officers, okay? I have a story about a police officer that's, five miles from my house in South Louisiana. And it's along I interstate 10. Okay. Between, between Baton Rouge and new Orleans, there's, there's a stretch in the interstate there. And there was an, an officer seen one and he told me this story and I won't go into any agency or anything like that. Cause I don't want to get this guy in trouble, but um, I actually seen him at a business and a friend of mine who's also seen him behind his house. And I, that's, we're talking about Bigfoot. Okay. Not dogman, but Bigfoot. And so um, he told me a story. So he was doing a detail. They had a construction site. He was at this detail and they were rebuilding stuff there and everything. And they didn't want anybody to come in to mess with the site or, 
steal equipment and stuff over there. So they had a, the police go there every night and do, and do a watch and stuff like that. And it was kind of political, the way it was going on and everything. So anyway, this guy's sitting there, and he's in his cruiser. And all of a sudden, uh, he's sitting there messing with his computer and stuff like that, doing some reports and all. And all of a sudden, he, he feels something looking at him. And he turns and looks, and there's this eight, nine-foot black guy that's sitting there, huge, buck-ass naked, standing there looking at him. He said he knew it was a male, okay? So he, you're going to know it's, it's, it's a male because this guy, is, he's, he's hairy. He's huge. He said, this thing had to weigh at least 500 pounds. He said, the muscles on this thing were incredible. But he said, when this thing looked at him, it looked at him like this, and it turned and just ran through the, through the brush and the swamp and all that. And he said, it was like it was nothing for this guy, to, this, this, this creature to run through all this stuff. And I was it. That's all he told me. And he gave me more details and everything. I tried to talk to him, but he, he, um, he just left. He wouldn't talk to me more about that. So there's, there's ridicule and stuff like that. People's jobs are on the line in certain places, you know. There are some people where I work at, I tell them some of the story, but I'll, and I'll show them pictures and stuff like that, but I don't go into great detail and stuff. I'd like to talk to you about another thing, too, that, that happened that's pretty interesting, which I put a picture up there and how they cloak and all that, how they can do it. I started right after my sighting. I began to go buy books about these things. You know, I went into research mode immediately. So I began to buy other people's books, read them, find out what kind of experiences they had because I wanted to find out everything about this stuff, right? And so this one guy picked up his, his, his books and bought both of them and read them. And uh, his name is Jack Kawani Lapsaritis. And so he, he taught, mostly taught me how to approach him. If they're in your area, how do you approach them, what you do with them, everything, and how not to offend them. Because I didn't want to offend them. They weren't going away, and I was there, okay? So one of the things is when you, when you, uh, you know, me being a Christian and stuff, I always bring a little Bible and stuff like that in the woods with me, and I would read and stuff like that. They love for you to read the Bible and stuff like that. They love all that stuff. So I think they're a race of people myself. And uh, when I would read my Bible and stuff like that, they, they, it's like they were around, they would listen to the stuff, you know? But anyways, one of the things when you first go in is let them know you're coming in say, look, I know, you know, I'm here. I'm not here to hurt your family. I don't want you to hurt me. So as I come into the woods, you know, you know, I'm just here to, to hunt and let them know your intentions and all that. Let, they can see your heart. They know your intentions. So once you go into the woods, let them know what your intentions are. I'm just here to shoot a dog, I mean, a hog or a, a deer. And once I, it, once I retrieve my meat and stuff like that, I'm going to get the deer. I'm going to get out. You won't, I won't see you no more, okay? So I'm not here to hurt your family because they, they actually run around in what they call family units or clans. Now, the dog men have their clans, which they sound like coyotes and all that stuff going off. I've had my cousin call me before at night and say, man, listen to this. They're right behind the house. And I mean, they were cutting up bad air. All kinds of weird noises like this behind there. I mean, they were cutting up crazy. They howl and do all kinds of stuff. The voice that we heard a while ago sounded more like a Bigfoot to me. And I'll, I'll give you a story about that too that happened. But anyways, um, the Bigfoot's going to clans and the dog men going to clans. And sometimes they get along and sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes they, they war with each other, fight with each other. There's a lot of stories about that too. But this past season, uh, 2021, uh, one of my best friends, he, uh, he was in between um, jobs where he worked at. And he had two weeks off. So he said, look, man, so I'm in between places. I'm going to go from one plant to work to another plant. So I said, okay, chemical plant. All that. So I said, all right. He does instrumentation work. I said, well, he said, man, I've always wanted to go hunting with you. I said, well, come on, come go hunting with me. What we do is we get to stand and you'll get to experience all that stuff. So he said, okay. So he come go with me. That morning, nothing happened. Went back that evening. And it was quiet again, didn't see any deer or anything like that. So we get out of the, the box stand and we start walking back toward down a hill, down toward 
my golf cart. And when I came toward the golf cart, I began to mind speak to him. I said, look, I said, my friend here is kind of a skeptic. And I said, if you don't mind, could you please give us a sign? Y'all, I'm telling you this. This is why when I heard that while ago, I heard the same thing. It starts real low. He goes, yak, like that. Now, you ever heard a high-performance motor, how you hit it, the throttle, and it pops like that? That's what it did. It popped the air. That's how strong this was. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that the difference between a dog man and a Bigfoot. Dog men sound like a dog, and the Bigfoot sound more like a lion when they roar. And and there is there is a whole thing out there about you know it being found down in areas near the Honey Island Swamp as well. Yep. Yep. Um, and and like it's it's a it's it seems to be it, it clearly from other people's descriptions because I am actually finding things and not only oh, yeah. in not only in your area but in multiple other areas and other states. Um, I was I was looking at this website that I'm hanging out on with that with it at currently and it has connecticut delaware mississippi new jersey north dakota rhode island south carolina south dakota utah vermont and wyoming so this is this is a spread out you know a spread out thing that people have talked about with these different encounters and yes you can click and read these different stories and you know i've heard similar stories and kind of the same thing you're talking about people don't people don't really want to talk about it due to like ridicule but you know i'm exactly i'm I'm a i'm a kooky pirate on the internet and i totally believe this kind of stuff that there are these cryptids out there i'm i'm big into me and another uh host on the show here bandit who's unfortunately not with us this evening he's big into uh wendingo and and you know a shape-shifting cryptid and some of these things that you've described this evening too, kind of like the, the, the deer that should have been dead, but wasn't dead moving. And even the dogman shape and stuff also seem similar to things and some of that folklore. So it's almost maybe they, you know, maybe some of these natives talking about the Wendigo could have very well been talking about the dogman. And, and it's it's quite interesting to hear these correlations because I've hear, heard some of these other these type stories and other other lore from other places and this the Rougarou itself even dates way back into like ancient like not ancient but like old timey France when we're talking like vampires and stuff like that the Rougarou was in that air you know was something to be said and seen in that area as well. You know, close to close to coastlines and woodlines and stuff like that in the mountains. So it's it's absolutely fascinating to hear about it so close to home for even myself because you know down here in Georgia we definitely have what they consider skunk skunk ape um, encounters and a lot of these skunk ape encounters sound more similar to these rougarou type encounters than they do a Bigfoot encounter. And I, I find that absolutely fascinating. And I think that the fact that both of these are out here running around, you know, I, I believe in interdimensional beings and stuff like that. And like it, to me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of my realm of plus of plausibility to believe that these beings are <clears throat> around me and stuff like that. And the fact that you've found such a way to like pinpoint them in these pictures, you know, I've been looking through these pictures where you've gone back and circled and kind of pointed out. And like right. I said, again, I'm going to make sure I share these on the website so that everybody can, you know, just go check these out for themselves because they're fascinating. If you really start to pay attention, it's, it's interesting in what you see. I, it, it might sound silly, but you know, if you believe 
then you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's oh it's, yeah, there's so much to say. It's something that you lose as a child. You know, children children tell us they see things all the time, and I think they can they can see on other other realms of sight and such, just the way that their eyes are are in tune to reality because they're closer to source at the time, I guess, than we are in the middle of our lives. There's quite a few things you've hit on right here, and I'll go back to the beginning. Sure. You said said history. So if you go pull up uh, dog-headed Egyptian, go pull that up on your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you're going to find out is when you go look at all the Egyptian glyphs and stuff like that on the walls, you're going to see these Egyptian people with bodies and then they have a dog's head on there. So that goes to, goes to show you how far in history these things go back. Right. And the part the heart the part that goes into them where they become all like dog like, that's a whole different entity than these than these dog headed men, you know? And that's a whole nother subject too. Which well, goes along with the with the dog the dog man and stuff like that, but it's 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 more like a dog headed human that's there. Okay, so these these cryptid type things have been around for a long time. There you go. Yeah, the dog head so, sculpture statues. There you go. So yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, you know, when I started mind speaking these things that when it's I first started getting to it with them and asking them all these questions, here's an interesting fact, and this is a fact. I start saying, "Look, this is more than I can can comprehend," and they said, "Look, it's not what you believe." is what you're willing to accept. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir, I did. Okay, so that's, that's pretty interesting, okay? It's really deep. It's not what you believe, it's what you're willing to accept. You can see something and not believe it. I see something in the woods, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I mean, I could just, I could write off in my mind, I'm not going to believe what's there. And that's the but thing, it's like the average person in, in modern society here in 2022 Rarely has ever gone into the woods. Rarely right, has right. ever stayed in the woods for an extended period right. of time. While just 200 years ago, it was very common for a lot of people to experience the wilderness, to experience the wild, to yep. be accustomed to to wild creatures, to unexpected things. And that's actually where a lot of these writings come from. If you look at the origins of most of the writings from the 1500s to now, just just from that period where there was a lot of already educated people that were sharing their experiences. So the, the amount of information that was coming out came from even the most like, like colloquial, like low level, whatever context people can describe from people that live from the wilderness, from the wild, right. from other people that could write the stories from their, their perspective. And, and people, when, when they read the past, and it's very fascinating, some people now have realized, when you're reading the past, you think that they're giving you fiction because they want to entertain you. But fiction didn't really become something that was common until 200 years ago. People never wrote fiction because reality was insane. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm somebody that believes too that they would. People can embellish. No, 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 not, 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 the, not the embellish. No, no, no. I'm not even getting into the embellish. Okay, so, so if you're trying to, if you're trying to hide something from a persecuting 
government or religion or something like that, wouldn't you write it in parables or write it in stories or write it in a form that only somebody with a high intellect is going to catch? You know, when you're, when you're, I'm not trying to even just say myself, but just in general, when you're studying like, you know, intelligence in general, like if you, um, quirkiness and able to catch on to something and, or, you know, quick with your like comebacks and stuff is a, is a sign of intelligence because you're able to break down these different things. So think, think if you're writing the same way you're trying to make the inside joke when you're talking about something like that, that only a few people understand. And, you know, if your intellect's on a certain level, like this gets into like Gnostic writings and stuff like that. If you've ever read anything in like the Gnostic realm of things, but they, they tried to hide from, you know, because Let's face it, in some different places at one point in time, Islam's persecuting Jews and Christians persecuting Islam. And, and, and there's, know, there's a whole, per, there's persecution there's, and elimination of entire religions we'll never even know that existed. But maybe they hid yes. in their writings that, you know, different kinds of stories like the Dogman, like, like Sasquatch, like anything of these, you know, of these, because I, I, I relate the Sasquatch back to a lot of the red-haired giant stories that native americans have and even in other countries and stuff i think because of the uh my studies in like the solomon islands giants they're they're red-headed giants but they look in such like bigfoot so it's I, I find these correlations in different places all over the world and i think that they're that these things do exist not only here with us but also like inside earth like i think that's a thing because and the thing you got you, you can be open to in relation to such things is that many of them could die off and they just you know decompose so you will never witness to see anything the idea that uh an animal that decomposes in the in the wild in a forest you'll find it not in two months there won't be any of it left there won't be any proof of its existence yeah. so unless they started burying their dead which is something we might someday find as we explore deeper into, because the thing about it also is we don't know how most of these forests actually look like. The idea that we have explored everything, every corner of the world is very wrong. We have mapped things. It doesn't mean we have gone there. We have mapped things because we have planes. Spend much time there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So if, yeah, if we like look it over, like like oh, we're looking at this thing over. That's it. We're having an overview. So if you touch on a few things right there, I'm listening to what y'all saying and everything. And one of the things you talk about redheaded giants. So me being a Christian, I've read my Bible all my life and everything. But one thing you'll find is very interesting. The first person that you talk about in there, they have they have a uh, Jacob and Esau. Okay, Esau was actually covered in red hair. Are covered in hair completely and when he was born then jacob came out and he was born and they were born to isaac and rachel okay that's in the bible it's in the old testament so check that out now what's what's really interesting about that is is can we call that the first bigfoot i don't know but he was very very hairy covered in fact when have, have you seen uh actually that phenomenon with human beings uh it's a very rare phenomenon not where, not what it covered a hair like a cat or a goat I yeah, have not. yeah yeah yes it I've is a rare, very rare yeah. disorder there's actually a family like that in mexico wow um, the hairy people huh? the hairy family yes there is literally an entire family uh let me see 
but I find that very interesting. You know, there, there's a lot of things in the Bible that, that comes up that right now I'm doing a huge Bible study because mm -hmm. of all the stuff that's been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called cryptids of the Bible. Interesting stuff where you've got like a, a goat headed man that's in there. You've got unicorns. that's in the Bible. You've got uh, Leviathan. Leviathan is huge, man. Leviathan is bigger than anything that you can even imagine. It's in the water. Yeah. You know, so all those no, things I, are in there. I, I definitely am. I'm into that. That Leviathan yeah. thing. Like, I, I, and I, so um, that don't know that's that's basically dragon jaw. Like, yes, that's correct. And so even God, whenever Job was going through his hardships in his life, you know, beginning of Job, the book starts off with um, Job was a righteous man, was a good man. And all of a sudden God sees Satan walking the earth. He says, what are you doing? So I'm just walking the face of earth. And he said, um, you know, basically I'm looking for a few souls that I can take back to hell with me, you know? And he says, well, have you ever considered my servant Job? And says, uh, well, you got your hand over me. He said, well, this is what you can do. I'll move my hand away. You can tempt him. You can do whatever you want to do, but you can't kill him. Yep. Pretty interesting, right? These pictures here. Right. Wolfman yes, and there's, a, and there's a whole family I remember seeing before. So he's one, but there's other people that have this trait. It's not exclusive to him. And when you do a search for it, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like showcase anyone or downgrade anyone. Please don't think that like that. But like it is, it does seem to be something that it's like not super common, but it is a thing that does happen. It is a very rare genetic trait. Yeah. Uh, Looks like a more like a wolf person, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Well, he's nicknamed Wolfman. Actually, yeah, exactly. His name is Laddie Gomez, the the particular person that. And there's a lady too. I've yeah. seen her before. Ninety-eight so percent of his body's covered it, in hair. Yeah, if you look at the account in the Bible, though, his whole body was covered in hair. Esau yeah. was. That right there is just a face. It's just a head. No, no, no. The entire body. Ninety-eight percent of the yeah. body is covered. Yeah, it's in, it's yeah. the thing. Yeah, ninety-eight percent of his body, including his face, being coated in thick dark hair. Wow. Pretty interesting. So uh, that was exactly what you mentioned. It's just this yeah. particular collective had red, red head, red head genes, right. and that that's something that currently in the world, the collective with the most dominance and with red genes is in Scotland. I think the highest population of redheads. Uh, so it's it, but it actually actually as a trait is one of the rarest traits in the world to be redheads. My mom, for example, is a redhead. For context, right. there. there you go. So here's something y'all touched on too, and I, I love this because it's tying in Bigfoot to inner earth, the inner earth concept and where they come from. And so uh, one of the things that um, a lot of the Bigfoot research researchers and sightings and stuff, if you look at the cave system in America and you take all the sightings, and there's Bring layers, up the map, right? Jim. You'll have yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. it queued. You have it there queued. You I, don't, I, mean, I don't have go. it queued, but this, sir, this is something <laughs> I discussed. You've always picked it up many times. Yeah. Like, there I, you go. The so here we go, guys. Yes. Go ahead. Let's go with this. Okay. Let's run with it. So I, I believe, too, that there's an inner earth system. Okay. And uh, you take all these cave systems and go into the inner earth, and all these sightings are there. There's all kinds of weird stuff that's coming out of these things. I mean, you've got. Oh my God! You got dog man. You got all kind of lizard type well, people coming out. The amount got, of human disappearances alone is a very yes. disturbing trend. Which, yes. if you, if other people have mentioned that the problem is in the United States, there's a specific direct correlation between people getting lost in these places. 
that does not happen in other countries. Right. Now, of course, we could also put point out that it just depends on which country you're speaking about and so, so on and so forth. But in Europe, there's also sometimes similar things happen. And you also we also have to do the comparison of there's the rest of the planet has very different scales of comparison of like how many people okay. disappear like okay. brazil okay, so, who knows what that number okay. is for brazil so here's the bi- here's <laughs> the bigfoot and the cave systems there you go okay i love it and then and then there's also another picture all right this is a third picture that kind of luis was talking about this because i make this correlation all the time about the missing people as well and so i like to argue that maybe some of these missing people discover inner earth and they just don't want to come back is hopefully that's not they, they don't want to come maybe back maybe the big let them in. <laughs> i mean i like I, come on i like to not i mean you know I, I, sure we we, we don't we, well, like, what i'll say is like look our even understanding of plate tectonics is is so like limited we just learned that there's earthquake beyond 24 kilometers we yes. we just learned that a few years ago our that's just our understanding of plate tectonics trying to decipher to do prediction models and to do preventative action relationship to earthquakes now there's potentially systems that can predict an earthquake 20 minutes before they happen which is incredible if because that's a good warning that could save countless lives can turn off infrastructure could turn off the water like it, it could save an incredible amount of lives but we're still learning we're still learning yep. and that's just look at that but that especially i mean i will say I have not explored deep into those areas, but it's just pure wilderness. So there's a hundred different reasons to get lost. And that's actually right now, all of our cell phone uh, in the future, not too far from now, all of our cell phones would have satellite options. So that'll be a great, great lifesaver. So Huawei uh, released a phone, which is a Chinese brand and Apple just released their phone. So it'll be standard probably by next year or the year after that all phones will or most phones of a certain caliber will have a satellite option. So if you get lost in the wilderness, even under trees, you will get a satellite signal enough to send out a message of exactly where you are, which could drastically change the, the, the amount of people that get lost in these places. So let's, let's, let's go shift another gear. You ready? What about the coalition between Bigfoot and UFOs? Yes. Okay, so I have seen UFOs before. Let me explain to you. So um, two years ago, you know, we had uh, Hurricane Ida that came through here in Louisiana, came basically through right through. um, We had a Hurricane Laura, then we had a Hurricane Ida right after that. You know, I think it was in that order. One went through Lake Charles, one went through New Orleans, was right below us. And it came through and then uh, knocked out our electricity for like five days. So like this, had a lot of a good bit of damage and stuff all the way through Louisiana. So my wife and I are sitting on the, on the side patio that we have here, a little cooking area and stuff like that. Some people call it outdoor kitchen. So I was, I was sitting in our outdoor kitchen and it was really pretty the next day after that. It was a mess outside. We've been working all day long, cleaning the yard and all that. But anyways, we were sitting out there in some lawn chairs and uh, the wind was blowing and stuff and it felt pretty good, you know, especially when it's hot, like it is hot and muggy like it is in Louisiana. So we're looking up in the air and all of a sudden I see this, this, light is coming directly like from new orleans from the gulf of mexico coming toward baton rouge and i look up and i see that and she said oh that looks like an airplane i said that's not the that's not the normal flight pattern i said normally they go from east to west 
they don't fly in the flight pattern. It doesn't fly from directly south to directly north as they never do that. And she said, yeah, it's kind of strange. And it looked like an LED light. Like if you have a white LED light that you have up, it's what it looked like. And it was coming. I said, well, look, there's no blinking lights on this. And she said, yeah, it is kind of strange. So I said, well, let's wait till it gets a little closer so we can see it. And it was bright. It was just coming straight at us. So I told her, I said, I said, let me see what happens. So I started talking to it. I said, hey, I can see you. All of a sudden, this thing turns from a bright white to a spinning disc that's blue, and it's, it's going counterclockwise. And it's, it's, it's actually blue, like a blue and a silver color. And it comes directly toward us, and it, it, got, it got within, I would say, a, I don't know, a mile or so away from us. And all of a sudden, it took off at a 45 and went directly toward Houston and just took off. But that white light went away. Now, the hunting season before, it was really interesting. Me and my, my cousins were out there, and we had made a big old bonfire and stuff. And so we were out there, you know, roasting hot dogs, stuff like that, and, and taking marshmallows and eating. And, well, they started – they wanted to go play board games inside. And it started to get really cold. So a bunch of them went inside, and I stayed outside with one of my little cousins. And he said, he said, you know, one time we were sitting out here like this a couple of weeks ago, and he said, we seen these lights going across the sky. And it was like a group of them. I said, were they in a line or something like this? No, it's like a group of them going across. That's kind of weird. He said, but it looked just like a regular light. And all of a sudden, we looked up at the same time. Pretty ironic that this would happen. We look up, and there's one going east to west, okay? And all of a sudden, it's going as a bright, a bright white light again, like an LED light goes across like this. And all of a sudden, it's like this disc appears, and it did this. It went in. This thing opened up and did just like that, and it disappeared like this, just like that. And we've seen that. I wish to God I could have caught that on, on my cell phone or whatever, but I never even thought to even do that. You know, it just blew us away when we seen that. And it, it usually you can't even catch it really well. <laughs> yeah. If there's some light in the sky, it'll just look like a blob. Well, not, look, a blob yeah. touched another blob. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And there actually is, there does seem to be a lot. When you search online, there actually is a lot of people out there that have a lot of Bigfoot and UFO sightings together. So, like, you know, like I, 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 I personally too believe there's some kind of correlation in there as well. And it, it seems that it, it, with the UFO thing, man, look, I'll, I'll stand behind you a hundred percent on whatever you've seen on that, because I too have UFO visual experiences coming out of the water of a, of a wow. giant, of a giant lake with three other people standing with me. So like we all had this conversation over and over again about, why was there a UFO coming out of the lake? And, you know, it's, it's, there is something, there is some kind of, whether it be, you know, extraterrestrial inside of earth, interdimensional, or even the government fucking with me, there is some kind of, there are devices that they, I believe they do have hidden underneath water. Like I've, there's so much correlation with, ufos and going in and out of water and it to me i think there's some kind of travel system with these cave systems and like all of this ties ties together you know bigfoot ufos the cave systems the the all of it man like there's there's some truth to all of it out there because to put these pieces of these puzzles together that are scattered and so many different conspiracies it's you know you when you start seeing that correlation i don't believe in coincidence so it's like no. 
it's like, wait a minute, wait just a minute. I have to back back up and go through notes and stuff. Like I'm, you know, it, yeah. it, looking like that meme guy where he's all got all the, the, the chords and stuff to the pictures and the different directions. And he's like, I've got it all figured out. Like it's, it's, it, you know, it's just, it's always been fascinating to me. And I know Luis too, like me and him were having conversations about this and I've always been fascinated with Bigfoot and had the, the like the roaring experience and North Georgia camping and stuff, you know, like, and you know, it's nothing big or anything like that. And you don't even know really to what to attest it to. You just know that it's not, it's not what they try to tell you it is because there, there's no way to explain unhuman unanimal like roars when they are just their own and the thing is you you really just want to walk away when you hear something that terrifying and another separate point i'll mention is i i i've never looked into any wildlife photographers mentioning these experiences because i will say like they are at least equipped with the best possible gear for it. But also they might get frightened very easily because they don't have weapons sometimes. I mean, actually, I'm sure some do. The ones that are photographing things like uh, bears, they likely carry rifles. Come on, buddy. I'm I'm in the woods and you have photography equipment. Let's go on an adventure. (sighs) I mean, I actually actually would need even an extender to ensure I have range, but Otherwise, I would love to explore. So have so have you guys? Tell me where do we go, Scott? So here, here's let, a, let me here's find them. Here's the thing that'll blow your mind. What if you go in your woods? You have all this expensive equipment, and the batteries go dead. You know what I'm saying? Like the battery just goes dead. Like all of a sudden, it just goes dead. So you're sitting here waiting to a, go. I'll, I'll have you a get power me. Generator. You get what I'm going? No, I'll so, have a power generator. <laughs> So here's the thing. Oh, I'll have analog too. I'll have battery. I'll have analog. Analogs don't need battery. So here's another throw at you. All of a sudden, your batteries go dead. What do you do? Go go to the analog version. Go look at go look at my pictures that I took, and you see how they distorted the the picture. And my cell phone is messed up now. So people say they're going to do all these things, right? They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to do this. I would have an analog backup. If you think think for a second that you're going to get close enough to them to do all these things, you're kidding yourself. (laughs) I mean, kidding yourself because it doesn't work like that. You're not going to even see them unless they want you to see them. They're going to cloak most of the time. That's that's fair because that is one of those things I've I've read a lot. Yeah, I'd like to talk about some of these pictures. And and how do you explain this picture? You see the cloaking thing in the middle? You see the clear side on, on each side. There is definitely something there. Well, what, what's right really what, sure, and 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 I can't simply explain it away other than what I can't fathom is so if you can't see it with your eyes, how would the phone see it? But uh, also, the phone sometimes sees things you cannot see. So the phone sees in the infrared spectrum, and you and humans don't. Right. Um, so that in itself is already an element, and. For example, if I had infrared drones, I would be able to look through. I mean, of course, you can't easily look Luis, through. Luis, do you remember, the, do you remember Lowell's, Lowell's pictures that were kind of also inexplainable that actually form light, but they also had these distortions? Like I see, I see kind of, a, you know, without the light, but definitely the distortion thing. I kind of see. No, no, I mean, I, I can't. Ex- I, I honestly can't explain this outside of looks. Potentially, it looks like somebody actually actively manipulated the image. But if you show if you showcase, hey, this is the original file. It shows that there's been no manipulation. That's yeah. definitive proof of something bizarre and spooky. <laughs> um, 
No, I'm not going to I'm not going to question like if I so, see the original uh, exit file, I see the original file. There itself. you go. So let yeah, me explain this to you guys right in, now. Uh, so this is a zoom in. And yeah. So if you go into this picture here, I'm going to explain it to you guys. so You'll see what I'm talking about. This is the original picture. If you look at the very top of the picture, zoom back out just for a second, please. That right. is the actually wood right there is the From wood. The box. Of, yeah. So that's a box stand, guys. Mm -hmm. OK, now. What I want you to do is you're going to see that you go right there where your, your pointer is. Go left a little bit. Go down. Go, I'm, so go back left. Go back right. Stop. Zoom in right there. Keep going in. It's when you see This is a compressed stop. version of stop. the Whoa, Stop, 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 stop. There's the face. Okay, you can see right there where your pointer is. Bring your pointer up a little bit. Stop right there. You got it on its mouth. You're right yeah. below the nose. Yeah, right here. If you almost can see, if you zoom in and out, you guys zoom in and out on that, you can see the eyes. I see, almost I see the, the eyes right here, the nose, yes, I see the mouth like that. That's the mouth and everything. So that's it. It's squatted down, okay? Isn't it crazy? I mean, I would love to see. This is sadly, this is a compressed uh, uh, shot through the phone. Apps. I mean, I like even now that I'm backing out and I've got it, I've got my face no, fixated no, on I it. See like, it too. I see it. Okay. Like, there's, that's amazing. Yeah, take me. your point and go back to it, please. I'm going to show you some more. Yeah. So, okay, take your point and stop right there. Go straight down. Go straight down. Down, 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 down. Stop. That's the leg and the knees. That's the foot. Now go to your left a little bit. There's the other. Yep, there's a leg. And then go back to the other side. There's, there's the, right there. Stop. That's another leg. That's the knee and stuff right there. Squat that it thing down. looks gigantic. Okay, it's now it's, it's sitting it's on its sitting. butt right there, y'all. It's sitting All right. right there. Like it's like just sitting there. So it. if I, I would love to see it with Photoshop. If I can increase the contrast and change the details, take it, do what you want. I don't care. Go ahead. If you don't mind, go back to that picture, yeah. please. I got more in that picture. I want to show you. All right. So go back. Now I see the body. I get, I get where you're yeah, saying. Yeah. I mean, like it's right there now. Like I, I see the. Okay. Okay, that's the whole thing. thing. Is, see how? But I want to show you something. See how kind of weird the body. I mean, it's hard to decipher it, but there I see yeah. there there is potentially a body. Okay, so there's a body there, and then, and then right there where those big leaves are. You see how they they camouflage themselves very well. They hide behind us. Okay. Now I want you to go back to the face again. Go back to the face. Stop right there. Stop. Don't go any further. Go back out. Okay. Go back to the face. Now go right. Keep going right to your right. To my Keep right. going right. right. Stop. Go up. Go up. Stop right there. Right there. Go down. There is a dog man. See the dog man's face? Stop right there. I'm going to explain to you. All right. I mean, so you're telling me you saw this movie. Oh, yeah. I've seen all this. They walked up on me. So it was right there. So right there is a snout where you got your pointer at is a snout. There's two black eyes right there. The snout is actually black. If you go up a little bit, go up, please. Right there's a head. Go to your go right there's an ear. Then go back to the other to your right. There's another ear. Can you make it out? That's it. That's the face. You can't really see the shoulders and everything because of all of the the stuff that's behind it. Now here's another weird one that's gonna blow your mind. I'm gonna show you how well they camouflage themselves. That's one. Go down. Stop. Stop, please. Go down with your pointer. Just to stop right there. Go oh, right. I see. Go right. See There's it. another one right there. That's the I, other one. It's it, all great. It, it looks like a. It looks like a raccoon, actually, like a raccoon's face. I see. There wasn't no damn raccoon. I can tell you that. No, 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 no. The raccoon couldn't be at that height. I know. I know. Yeah. It looks like a raccoon's face. It though. wasn't rocket. 
<laughs> yeah. It was not rocket. No, yeah. I like I like to like definitely because I I could try to like pull the contrast and see what I. If can you're do. able if, to pull that out and send it to me, yeah, I would so really I, appreciate just it. Dude. Email I would definitely e- appreciate it. Email the originals from your phone. That's it. Y'all got it right there. So no, no, those are not. Those aren't. Those are compressed by the application. We would need like the best possible original from the phone because the yep. these applications compress images. That's okay. why I mentioned it. So if you got another picture, go to the next picture. I'll explain that one for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, I've seen this picture. I think it's from one of your sites or whatever. Yeah, that's our site. Okay, so after that, me and David Hollis got together and we we made this site to put all of our pictures in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And please, guys, if y'all can see right now, we have 727 uh, members. Yeah. But please go and join that. Yes, sir. So, now, right, so here's more some more here. circles right there. I yeah, I'd like, now, to, I, I'd like to see how I can potentially enhance it because I'd like to, like, take out the details and try to understand. All right, stop right there. This is what's crazy. Now, this is what's really hard to see. Zoom in on that, please. Now, you're going to see it. Like, I'm going to show you. This is how hard it is to see. It's really, really hard. Okay, what take your that? pointing. Go. Okay, stop a second. That's one eye. Go to the other side, the left. Go to the left. I'm sorry, the left. That's another eye. There's a stick in between. There's actually a head right there. Okay. So that's a face behind it. It's really, really hard to see. But that's it. There's a face oh, right there. I and I. It's behind and, you. you. Really, that was not really. You can't really see those as well as the other ones. But there's four creatures objects, right there. There's creatures. You were you were seeing them moving, and they they were just moving, and that's the that's the moment you were seeing the multiple creatures experience, right? Right. The first thing I seen was the Bigfoot. I thought it was a stump, and then I seen it move. Then I zoomed in. I'm, I'm zoomed. I say zoom. I took my rifle and put out there, and that's when I seen it. And that's when I seen the first dog man, which is the other circle to the right, walk up on me. And it, it was looking down. It's like it was looking down. It picked his head up and looked up at me. And then as soon as I picked my rifle up, it it got mad at me. You know, so it started grimacing at me. You go to the next picture, and that's just another one right there. Zoomed in for you. Oh, so here's an interesting picture, guys. I love this picture right here. So right. if you take a look at this picture and you zoom in on it, that is a that is a pin oak tree that's um, just snapped. Take a look at that. See how it's just snapped? If you look around, there's no other trees that snapped over. But that one is snapped. It's not broken. It's just, just snapped over. What do you think about that? I mean, there could be potentially many different variants to. to so to let you know how tall that is, that's eight, about eight foot. That's way over my head right there. See, it's just it, bent. It's snapped. It so my cousin, I talked to my cousin, as a police officer, and he told me, he said, well, the wind could have done that. I said, well, if the wind did it, why didn't the rest of these pine trees around here snap? They would snap before that, that pin oak would. But wouldn't also potentially lightning potentially be a culprit? No, not at all. Yeah, It'd be burnt. Okay, yeah, stop I don't know right about there. lightning doing that. Stop, stop right there. I want to show you something. Stop right there. All right. What do you, what do you two guys see in this picture besides that? I'm going to show you something. It's going to blow your mind. Tracks. Good job. You're the, you're you're at a. So I've done a few podcasts already. You're the second guy that picked up on them immediately. And I, oh, I've, yeah. I've done a bunch of podcasts. And I've, I probably had 50, 60 people look at this picture. I, I you're can't the only second not guy. Vehicle that, tracks. You're They're the not second guy tracks. that ever picked up on this. So you look at the left hand side. That's male tracks, and the right hand side are female tracks. And so they're smaller and thinner tracks on the right hand side, and the big, huge tracks on the left hand side are right there. But that's a family unit walking down this road right here. 
Okay. See how wide they are? I do. I see what we're talking about here. It's definitely not a vehicle, so <laughs> there's no vehicle. denying that at no, all. No, and, and 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 I remember I've walked to some of these areas, and usually the tracks don't look. This right. looks like my backyard, bro. What are you talking about? Okay, look. No, I mean the tracks like don't, Georgia don't does. divert it's with a giant hole in the middle. It looks like, I mean, the uh, the alternative is they were following. Old vehicle tracks when it could like humans just passing by with old vehicle track laid down in the middle, they just don't walk want to walk in it. I mean, I'm just making hypotheticals. So bring your pointer down to the left hand side, come down a little bit with your pointer. Go down right there, stop. That's a male. See the toes up top? Bring your bring your pointer back up a little bit. Okay, stop. There's your toes up top. This thing is huge, y'all. And then they pretty much walk in a straight line. They don't walk like us. Their feet don't go side to side. And bring your bring your pointer all the way over to the right over here. Go to the right. Stop right there. See that? Bring your pointer down a little bit. Go inside that. That's a that's another track. You can see how it's kind of twisted. They they the way they walk is they're sometimes that when they walk and their foot twist, it twists a little bit. You see how it's twisted? Almost almost like it's bow legged. So you're saying they're walking? They're potentially walking like this. Straight they up. walk in a line. They don't walk side to side. Their feet are not side to side. They walk. It's weird the way they walk. I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain these things. I just, I just, I'll just bring up the proof that I have, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But their their feet. If you watch, see that's right? how thick it was in and there. See how the thick box it, that's the box inside. Well, okay, actually, let me let me get some context in relation to this picture. Um, you have this branch coming out. Right, a little bit. So let's let's put you inside of this box. Where are you in relation to this box? So this is face on. I'm actually my siding was to the left of that box, not a, not looking straight. Oh, at so you. we're not looking picture. at the side of the no, box. No, no. Okay, that's I, the same that's box. Right. I, it is a same different box, but you are looking out of a different side of the box. Okay, because I wanted to understand angle. at least from this, because we that'd be cool yes. to understand the outside perspective of the inside perspective. Yes. 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 So this is actually looking straight on at that. This shot right here is about a hundred, I don't know, 160 yards. I'm actually behind there. I'm about halfway up coming up the hill right there. And this thing went to a bottom. I'm in, I'm actually going down. It's the bottom, not all in the bottom. And it goes back to another hill, but that just shows the box and how thick it was and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Really kind of hard to see. All right. There's a, there's a footprint for y'all. Now this, I, I was looking at this one on my phone when you sent this to me, because there's definitely some kind, that's definitely something. Like, yeah. So those are the toes right there. So let me tell you a story behind this. I didn't explain the story. So we went in before uh, 2019, 2017 or 18. Um, We were in there. We decided to, you know, every, every September go around and, and usually around Labor Day, we'll go and cut all the trails and everything cleaned up and everything. And so we decided to cut a trail that was a thick area. That was between our lease and the National Forest, which the National Forest, there was a beautiful hill that just opened up to a creek. And it was just probably about a 200-yard shot on each side of the box stand that was there. So anyway, we cut a trail in between there. And when we were there, I kept smelling something. I told my cousin, something something stinks, man. I said, something's weird. It was almost like something had died, almost like a urine smell at the same time. I'm trying to I'm trying to get all the smells together that I smell. It's kind of weird. But it was it was like a dead a dead animal on the side of the road with a urine smell to it. I know I'm missing something. But anyways, that's that's it. 
So I kept smelling this where we were cutting out in that area and all that. But never seen anything. They said, oh, this is probably one of the dogs that, you know, hunt dogs probably got killed or died or something up in here. So I said, okay. So I went to the other side of the lease and I was riding a golf cart, make sure we cut all the trails and all that. So whenever I come to this one particular trail that we had, there was a, uh, was a deer stand there as a leaning tube. I got off and started looking around. When I, first time I look and I see this, this print right here. One print. This is what's weird, y'all. One print on the right-hand side of this, this log and trail that's right there. No other prints, just one. Really, really strange. So I put my foot on the side of that and tried to stomp up and down on it. And I'll, I didn't do anything to the to the pine straw and stuff like that. Nothing at all to it. So I went and got my cousin. I brought back around. I said, check this out. I said, yeah, kind of looks like this. I don't know. It kind of looks like a footprint. I said, how would, what in the world is so big and so heavy that it would put one footprint here and nothing else? And it, he was just kind of blown. Was, he just, he just ignored it. He said, whatever. So he just, yeah. he just turned and walked away from me. He said, I ain't worried about that. So I'm more about, more worried about cutting trails, stuff like this. I said, okay. So I started doing some research about this. And this is where we go into inner dimensions and stuff like that. So I looked all over the internet and I finally found this one lady and uh, she described on her YouTube channel on a YouTube channel about this. And what it is, is they're able to go in and out of dimensions. Well, it's like if we were all walking down a trail and um, one of us stepped off the side of the trail and stepped in the mud and come back in the, on the trail. Say you're walking on concrete. We're all walking down the concrete and it just rained and we're in Georgia. And I step off on the right-hand side of the concrete, and I step in mud and come back on the concrete. That's what it would look like. So that, that right there is what we would call proof of them stepping in and out of dimensions, only one print. They've also got other prints out there. If you go look it up, there's people that have them in the snow where there's big old footprints in a line like that, and all of a sudden they just stop. They just stop. I seen one, one guy had that, and he was somewhere up north, and there was a bunch of snow. And I, I don't remember where it was, but I thought it was pretty interesting. That this guy had a video of that, how it's it's something is walking like a Bigfoot, these huge tracks. All of a sudden, it comes into his yard, it stops, and it just disappears. Oh. Wow. Is this All right, so here's an, here's an interesting. What do y'all see in this? I see a face. Exactly. And it's also, I would say, at this point, the distortion's too too vast to make out anything. I think he's got another picture of this, too, that's like a um, so stay on that. Right. Well, go back to that alone for a second, please. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get into something which I'll call some people call pareidolia. Okay. Yeah, because at this point, there's too much distortion. I mean, I can't. Well, the here's, here's the difference between you and I. You don't see it. I do. I have a train. Oh, I know. I see. I you, you see don't, it. You don't have it. So no, I see that's, it. That's the thing. Pareidolia is, is that people get the into all this what they call pareidolia and stuff like that. Okay. Where people. Um, so let me explain this to you. So I was sitting there. I'd read these books by a guy called Dr. Johnson. He's on the West Coast out there. So I said, I'm going to put this stuff into practice. So he said some things to do. And so I went and did them. So I began to ask them. This is where it gets really interesting. You're going to love this. So I began to ask them, are you the Janu? And when I said that, these faces appeared. Now, how do you explain that one? This face appeared, and it was like a giant space right there. Then this other Thing that looks like a cat face. If you look at it real close on the right hand side, looks like a cat face right there. So there's other things out there we can't explain. So if you look at the other one, it looks like a giant's face on the left hand side, and then this other thing looks like a cat face over there. It, it so if, okay. The one on the left hand side, like 
I don't know who's going to catch this reference, if anybody in this conversation is going to catch this reference, but there used to be this cartoon on Nickelodeon called Cat Dog, and they had this little buddy named Wilson that lived with them. And like his face is shaped exactly like that with the nose and everything. Like I, I definitely see it in this, you know, image. And there's, I, I do know that you sent another version of this image. I like, I don't have it like right directly on hand. I think I can right pull it up because it's it's a it's a larger version of this image and not as distorted. Okay, right. I, I and so what you can do is you look at the original picture and you can zoom in on it. And you can see that. But here's the phenomenon of all this. Okay, how this all this stuff goes. I began to talk to these things and these these pictures, these these things are showing me these these faces. Now, zoom on that one more time. I'm going to show you something. Zoom in. I really see it now, like when you're even far off, like I've. I've yes. I've attuned my eyeballs to see in the face. So here's something right here. I'm going to show you something, a face within a face. And it's going to blow your mind. All right. Take your pointer. Stop right there, please. Stop there and go left with your pointer. Stop right there. You see that Eddie the Munster face right there? Right that there. right there. Another one. Inside. How do you explain that? I can't explain these things, but I know it's not pareidolia. It's some kind of, I don't know but what you would call this. My only, my only real issue with this image is it's heavily, heavily compressed. This is not even close to the original. That's the only what you, issue I really have with this image. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, he sent it to me. Not, it not even. Years, well, so no, like, I'm just I saying. Terrible. Not even the grass is is exposed. Like nothing is exposed. Like, have, nothing is in terrible. focus. I, it did just. I mean, I'll, I'll attest to it being disordered for the route that I had to get it to the computer this evening. I mean, I see what you're saying as well, but it, 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 this particular image, there is so much distortion that the these artifacts can occur in a hundred different ways. I mean, I understand vision is different to perception, but this particular image that the issue is, it's just overall too too distorted. You, your others, there are others. There's not a fractional distortion in comparison to this. This looks like extreme distortion. So you do understand that they put off electric energy, right? Okay. You go all to take right. a picture of them, and it all, everything looks fuzzy. When you look at it, it looks to you, the normal naked eye, it looks like a normal picture. But then when you go to take the picture, it's distorted like crazy. So that's what they're able to do with this. Now, this time, what they did was they allowed me to take their picture but it was more like a, a silhouette, you know? All right. Uh, guys, I can't explain all this stuff. I'm only giving you proof of what's yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I understand. I understand. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've sometimes used I'm the just phone as, God Look, I'm just as baffled as y'all are, you know? Yeah. So what do we got on this one here? Uh, I don't know what I have on that, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something with me clearing my land and stuff like that. You can yeah, skip that one. I don't right. know. I have no idea. It's probably something there. but Okay. Here's something for you. Have you guys heard about glyphs? Yes. Have have uh have you heard what's other? You're welcome to explain it though for the people out there listening that may not have. Okay, so if you look at this, there's there people say they have what they call. This is a trail. You see the trail right there. I do. I see like the deer trail or what? Yes, sir. Okay, that is a deer trail right there. If you look at the bottom now, I had nothing to do with all this stuff. I didn't touch any things. We had cleared the land. We come back and this stuff was there, and I thought this was kind of weird. Okay. So I began to take these pictures and send out to other people. So they said, that's a glyph. So if you look at the sticks at the bottom down there, they're oh, stacked they're on top of each other. Stacked. Someone had to take time 
to take this, stack them on top of each other. The other stick is going through where the bow is right there. The bow is coming around. Yeah. And um, there's, a, there's a stick going through, and it's actually making like a triangle right there. Then you have a bow that it's going under here. See the sticks down on the ground right there? They're all stacked on top of each other. That's a little strange to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so that's what they call glyphs. It's actually some kind of language. I'm still learning that. I don't know what that is. Okay. And uh, there's a better outline of that I drew. Okay, that's here's a good one. Yeah. So I began to take pictures of the woods because I felt something looking at me, and it's like I got this weird, weird feeling, but I couldn't see it. So I sent this out to a couple of different people and they send this back to me. It says what you got right there. Looking, I said, Oh my God. They said, yeah. So just like I can see certain things. Y'all see a little bit. Somebody else sees even way better than what we see. Sure. Everything is about what you're going in the way they taught me to look for this. Look at the one with the blue arrow. That's actually yeah. a Sasquatch right there. Okay. Okay. And you can see the lips. You can see the nose. You see the two eyes there. You can see the brow. Okay. Everything's there and they're cloaking. People call that pareidolia pareidolia my ass okay they're in there you just can't see them all right and so once you do this you start pulling in magnifying you can see the faces so the way they taught me was look for the eyes first yeah look for something that's looks like eyes that's why you got it i see yeah yeah now look at these other ones going around here this, this one caught this one caught my my attention right away yes and look at all these zones you can see their dog man you see the teeth and that one right there you got your horn yeah. around see the teeth yeah. yes sir how do you explain that? So there, there's different here. types of dog man there. That that one right there looks more like a mastiff bulldog. See it? Okay. All right. Okay. Then you then you come down. I don't. That looks to me that looks more like a. Um. It is. It's a dog man, but looks more like one with a snout on it. Yeah, it's got some kind of snout there. Yes, I definitely see that. So the snout on that one. These other ones. I really like this Bigfoot. I can see what's going on yeah. here. And looking yeah. the cloaking and stuff and making itself invisible, like the earth dimensional. Yes. So go down a little bit to this one. Uh, go down here and take a left. Go left. Yeah. What do you think about that one? That one, that one blows my mind. What are y'all's thoughts on that one? Like I like I can see where you got the eyes highlighted. I, I like I'm not look sure. the whole shape of the head and everything though. What does it look like to you? Zoom in on it. I mean, these dots were put on, but I mean, it's not a symmetrical looking image. So it, it looks like a sad face below it, too, it which was kind of weird. OK, I see that. Let me let me in a sad face. below. What do y'all think it looks like? To me, it looks like an E.T. OK, I mean, it does not look uh, it does not look like the standard model of what a mammalian would look like. I, can, I don't know, I'm just giving him. I gave my personal opinion. To me, it, it looks like an ET there. I can see it. it does like not it look. Kind of it like looks mammalian. Not, not mammalian. I'll definitely agree that that's not look like a mammal. The others <laughs> look like mammals. That yeah, the others definitely look like, look like mammal. mammals. So that this is what. If you take all these pictures like this, and there's your proof right here. These these are pictures right here. None of this stuff has been doctored or touched or anything like that okay these are just i sent these pictures off to people and they sent them back and they come back like this all right that's the rubber roof festival they have down at home that's awesome but, but but that's what i would say is that i i don't dismiss your experience because other people experience this as well so yeah it, it's something that needs to be better researched in general for with more people because we have to understand completely what's going on because we should know what's happening in the woods. We should know if 
there is sentience in these creatures and to respect them if because if we don't have proper communication we we don't understand their environment we don't understand their ecosystem then we can't fully protect them either from when certain let's say developers come in and want to take over a certain region of the area or mining or whatever the situation may be having some form of communication is like well we discovered there's this really rare creature in here and uh we need to investigate that further before we just allow you to dump sewage into it some things like that and, and that's the thing is like that's one of the most important parts is preservation can occur when communication exists so right it's very important that more research is done properly and respectfully and not in the idea it's like oh this like fringe side like yeah fringe is what creates modern science yeah, absolutely. It's, absolutely it's from the fringe that's modern science evolves from there there's a lot of I, i've got plenty of pictures to show you guys so we can go to the next picture we'll talk about the next one uh trying to see let's see the ones that we have see if there's another one sent, there. that you sent me this evening yeah you see another one there uh let me, let me look over on where you were originally sending me see if i'm which one i'm missing hey give me just a moment because i think i'm on on the computer end i have run out and i think there is one more now that i'm looking back it's got another one of the bent trees in front of it. Yep, I found it. Hang on just a moment. And... I do apologize. Sometimes we uh, run across some issues here. But going back to what we had talked about, um, you know, like when I told you in the beginning of my stories was that about them come in and tell me that it was their home. You know, they come and ask me, when we clear cut all that land, you know, why did you destroy our home? So that's where they live at, you know? This one right here? Yeah, zoom in on that one. This is a crazy face in that one, too. I, see, I, can, I don't even have to zoom in. I can see that. So you see it. Face. I don't know if people looking at this can tell, you know, when they, they take a look at this and see, but that's, that is a really weird face I right really, there. I, I, I really do intend on, uh, on the... Uh, news section of the website i'm gonna put these photos so that when people are uh checking out the episode they can kind of go back and reference along themselves too because i think this is this is some neat stuff and i really want to share it with everybody because like i i I truly believe in all of these cryptids and these weird phenomenons and stuff like that like luis was saying you know the things that we don't dare to speak of or don't dare to really look into are like the next steps in, in in science i guess you could say because you know these there there are people all over the world that have these unexplainable phenomenons happen like this and it's it it's something that really should be looked into like i, I think a little bit more time should be spent on it because there seems to be some truth to it you know i of definitely of all the pictures you sent tonight that very first one we were looking at where buddy was like sitting there on the on the log or whatever staring back at you that was just to me so prominent and he was actually sitting flat on the ground on his butt he was just sitting there 
Yeah. And so that's his leg spread out or he or she, I, I couldn't see what, you sure. know, they're naked, but I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything there. I thought it was really strange. But yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting though, but yeah. This one, instead like, of just people, so prominent to me, like I definitely see it. So they're like, and it's just amazing. Like, well, a lot of people want to say all that stuff is pareidolia and everything. It's, it's like each of us have an ability. Okay. Sure. You have an ability. I have an ability. Sometimes we see things. Sometimes you have to be trained to see stuff. And so instead of sitting, going to community and calling everybody's pictures paradella, they're going to call you a troll. If you want to get in these groups, they're going to kick you out in two seconds. You come to my group and say it's a, it's a paradella, we're kicking you out. You're not going to stay. So stay in there. Learn how to find these things. Learn how to yeah. um, communicate with them. Take people's advice if you really want to go and see them and understand the community, understand what's going on out there. If you want to be involved and if you don't, don't come and ridicule what we have in our knowledge and our education, because what it does, it just makes us mad. And you're not going to be in a group very long. I promise you that no, no, I've been no, in quite I, a few I, different groups where they had people and they didn't control all that stuff. I, uh, and so I got out quickly because, you know, you know I, I want to be a part of all that stuff. And it's know, not fair to us for people who have experiences and stuff like that, because be honest with you, you're not going, we're not going to put up with that. I know I, I understand you know I've run across a lot of different groups that are considered fringe groups and you know that you do I have seen where they've had to censor a little bit and like I don't like to go in there and troll I do like to learn because I believe that even even the most wild far-fetched thing that somebody can come up with has some validity to it of some kind and I love to find the information I think that's the only way you find some of this information really is through word of mouth and the internet and stuff like that because you know used to people didn't always write down this information it was passed down generation to generation Luis, we've talked about this where things have been you know used to be passed down through word of mouth and you know all the old americas and the old you know native tribes and stuff like that all over the world even yeah. parts of europe and stuff like that and so like i i really believe that there's been a lot of things lost due to you know, war and famine and, and disease and stuff like that because the men were lost and the stories were lost from their grandfathers and fathers before them and and so on. And I think it's our job to look into this stuff. And I enjoy having such open-minded people like yourself that, you know, truly believe in this stuff because I it makes me believe just that that much more because I do believe I believe in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and anything you want to throw at me. Like I'm I'm not here to deny anybody's experience because every all of these experiences that are happening all over the world are a treasure trove of information of different yep. kinds and it's it's so beautiful that you're so you're so um for telling your story and stuff without any you know you're I, I respect that you don't have any fear of out here just showing it and talking about it and stuff like that and that's that's well, kind of how i run things too if you don't notice like I promise you the pirate hat is a regular uh, regular occurrence. This is just, I mean, man, I even wear wild, crazy socks and shorts and <laughs> cowboy boots in real life. Like it's, it's. I'm well, here, here's the thing with our experiences mm. and, and just cause it doesn't happen to you. doesn't happen. doesn't mean it doesn't happen to somebody else. Right. Yes, not everybody yes. sees UFOs. Not everybody has seen mermaids. Okay. I've got a cousin that's seen a mermaid before. Man, okay. Man. Uh, he's not related by blood. He's just married into our family. All right. And he's a preacher. There's another one for you. Okay. Yeah. So you would think that certain people would have a certain credibility, right? Sure. Are all preachers liars? All priests liars? Come on now. You know, here's the thing. You think we're all making this stuff up? I can bring you into places 
that, like I took my best friend, brought him over there, started mind speaking to him. They talked back to him. I got another friend that because of my experiences and he and I, he won't go into the swamp now. He won't go. So, I mean, there's things that, that I, I start showing people and telling them that you're unaware of. I mean, you don't know, you're unaware of the dangers. Um, it's just like construction work. You go into construction work, you don't, you're unaware of the dangers until people come and teach you something, right? So first thing, we have to be teachable. If you're not teachable and you know everything already, guess what? You're not going to learn a thing because you already know it already, right? Don't come at this, this angle that I know it already. I know this. Well, this is this. This is Paradell and this is something else. Don't do that. Go in there with an open heart. Go there with an open mind. And then what you do when you go into that, guess what happens is you begin to learn. And I, like, I didn't know all this stuff in the beginning. Y'all just had a weird experience. I had a yeah. very, very weird experience. Yeah. And then after that, I began to contact people, staying humble, and say, look, I want to learn about this. Now, you talk about Native Americans. I got some really, really good friends, Native Americans, okay? Heck yeah. No, they brought and recent, and, and the next stories. thing is I'm fixing to go spend some time with them Yeah. where they actually get pretty close to the Bigfoot. So this is going to be a real, real experience for me to Ooh, where I can man, go there I mean, and experience that. I might want. I might so, want to have to talk to you after you come back from going to an experience on that. Just oh to, yeah, just so we might do this again and, and uh, go that and see. I can tell you about our experiences I like that. So that'd be next month that we can get back on in. But yeah, well, end of this month, I'm supposed to go about. spend some time there. And yeah, so yeah. Um, once you get into this community and you start talking to people, you find out that your experiences are really. My experience here is nothing compared to these other stories. Sure. Nothing. Sure. Sure. I've, I've had a guy that told me that a dog, man, this is, I'll share some other stories with you right now. Okay. Sure. This other guy was in a hunting stand. He began to hear these things jumping through the trees. This is pine trees. Like where you're from. Yeah. He had dog man jump from tree to tree. I didn't know they could even do this. Okay. So this goes shows you education, right? right. So in this way, this, this dog man jumps from tree to tree and he's grabbed on against big old claws and they holding on. One gets right across from him in one pine tree. The other one jumps on the same tree where he's at. The tree's shaking up top. It comes down like a squirrel. It comes down there is looking at him face to face. Wow. Yeah, and how do you explain it? You think that would scare the hell out of you? Right. That's that one scary scare story. The, that would scare literally the shit out of you. Exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> right, so here's right. this, other, this other story that comes out of Homa, Louisiana. And it's another friend of mine that's down there. And his uh, father-in-law is a, a commercial fisherman. So they come in from catching all the fish and one of the lines and stuff like these big old traps and everything. Hoop nets, they call them down here. So you got all the fish. He's coming in. He comes around this curve. And it's one particular item that island that they have down there. And guess what's standing there? A dog man. And he said, this thing was at least seven foot tall. And he's standing there just looking at him. And it says like it had something in the water, like it was eating a fish or something. He caught a fish that's right there in the water. So you take Louisiana just for instance. Okay, we have one of the largest national, I mean, um, ecosystems down here. It's called a Chafalaya Basin. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. The Chafalaya Basin, have you heard of that? I, I it's one of the hugest swamps yeah. in America, if not the hugest one in yes, America, okay? Yes, thousands and thousands of acres. What do you think is up in there? We haven't even touched on the stuff that's up in there. Right, right. So you go down there, I mean, they, they got dog men, they got werewolves, they got whatever else is all up in there, okay? You got alligators, you got snakes, and all the normal stuff you see. Then you that's know? already dangerous as fuck. Right? Look, you don't, it's you don't extremely you just, dangerous, and that right. we're not even going into the cryptids. Uh -uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they have, y'all, I, I tell you stories about these big old huge cypress stumps. There's certain times of year that these snakes go in there and they mate. 
Yeah. There's like balls, balls of snakes all up in there. No, I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, and, that's and wow. there's, there's places exactly where you can walk. It's like, oh, look, there's there's like 50 snakes in here. Let's not right. go there. And gators so here's one to throw at you. Else. Have you ever seen an alligator garfish before? Yes, sir. I've 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 fit, I've fished for alligator gar. Right Louise, here have you ever river. seen one before? Alligator garfish? Yeah, they're huge. Looks just like an alligator head, and it's big. And these things get six, eight feet, ten feet long. Yes. Can you imagine falling in the water and this thing grab you? You never come oh, out of the water. Dude, they're, they're I've, I've had them. I've been walking the rivers down here and had them brush up against my leg, and it's absolutely. I've seen terrifying. I've seen caimans, which get up. To, it's similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, those yeah around six feet, but again. Well, my experience was in Puerto Rico where they don't get much bigger than maybe 10 feet. Man, we've, we've so got them. Big, we've got them even in our rivers down here in, in Georgia. The US where they get, get to 20, 23 feet, 24 feet, which are. Monster. Dude, I've, I've, I've seen them personally myself in the 10 foot range down here in our rivers. Like it's, and it's, that's already that's already ridiculously huge. It is. So I'll tell you another scary story about a cryptid. And this is goes to blow your mind is about like the pterodactyls. Oh, dude, I'm in, th- I'm in on Thunderbirds, too, good sir. I okay, you got I've it. Okay, I so believe you- I've seen one in my lifetime, too. Okay, so Louise talked about it down there in Puerto Rico. So a friend of mine, he was from down there, and he told me a story how him and his, his little brothers were actually walking to the store, and this thing swooped down on them, and he said when the wing hit it, it actually felt like leather. And I was in Puerto Rico. Interesting. So that, that I mean, blows you your mind right there. Stories. Then we have another one. This, this is crazy. Right outside of New Louis, Orleans, there's another one that that uh, they had. I just, a I just, I just, my brain just goes into. There's not enough wildlife to feed it, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Not going to take away from their experience. I'm just like, what the heck? And also, do, birds when they, if you do get touched by a bird, they do feel like leather. Like there's skin, obviously there is feathers, but underneath the feathers there is like a leathery type skin feeling. Yeah, he said um, he said that the the texture of the the skin could have been it could have been a it could have been a very large vulture, and little vultures are very big, and yeah, they are yeah. present in Puerto Rico, so he could have experienced being swooped down by a vulture, which uh, yeah, Louis, Louis is scary is from as Puerto hell. Rico, so he's 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 oh yeah, he, he knows down there it's kind of rough. There's so vultures, probably be there's, common. There's so vultures. this guy here to, to well, that could have been a vulture type. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. So the, this guy here to tell you his credibility, he was a ranger. Okay. okay? So he, he come out of Puerto Rico, went to the military, became a ranger, came out. Uh, I, I've actually done a show with him, and then he began to tell his story. Yeah. And he told me about his story first, and then he went on somebody else's site and told his story about that. Nice. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just how do you explain these things? I mean, all that I can relate this to is dimensions, how these things are here to come in and out of portals. They come out of dimensions and then it yeah. goes back to the whole inner earth thing. I can, I can totally relate to that. That's that's so we talked about cave systems and stuff like that. Yeah. What about and here? It goes back into another cryptic thing, which is um, the Bermuda Triangle down there. Oh, yeah. You know, Louise is 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 um, Puerto Rico part of the Bermuda Triangle. San Juan, the capital where I come from. There you go. So there you go, right there, right? And UFO sightings in Puerto Rico are like extremely high. And then we also had the Chupacabra, which thankfully I never saw, which I would freak the hell out if I ever did, which we didn't know. We all we thought is, well, the US government does weird experiments here. So we just thought it was a like a government project gone array. Luis, do you have chupacabra stories you've been holding back from us? 
there's not much. My friend, I have a few friends that have a bit more, but um, I don't know the ranchers that were affected directly by it. I do know that some farmers had seen some things that looked very scary from afar. And the descriptions, again, they're very similar, but it, what it looked like, really, it was, it, it sounded more like a, like a government project that they screwed up, they let out, and then they slowly died. They slowly Ooh. died out because it stopped. But that the whole drinking the blood thing and things that that was happening, that that was an event and that was never really resolved. It just stopped happening. So Ooh. that's why they thought like it could have been a government created ent- animal that they screwed it up. And they do the USDA and the US government does a lot of experiments in Puerto Rico. And when I mean a lot, I mean a lot. On humans too. I believe you. I believe you. No, human ones are illegal. But you know, what do y'all think about uh, a possible alien base being in the Atlantic Ocean or either in the Gulf of Mexico? I mean, I think there's one on the moon. the 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 reality is, ninety percent of the ocean is unknown, Unknown. completely and totally unknown. A few years ago, it was 95, so we only got up 5%. Google Earth is full of it. They put things on I mean, Google Earth is a mess. Um, and it's fascinating. It's, 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 next to Puerto Rico is the, the, the trench the, in one of the deepest points. And that part's called the Puerto Rico Trench. And I've seen even research vessels. I remember when I was back there, I see from very far away, I see the ship. And I was like... And then I go on YouTube and I literally could see the live stream of them in deep down 5,000, 7,000 feet just doing research. It was a it was a very famous uh, research vessel. It was a huge research vessel because I could see it from it's, my house. It's, it's, it's not that fellow that got that mysteriously died all those years later after doing some of that. No. So. There, so, I mean, that I think that's that that was I would call that correlation, not causation, uh, because what they found, which I don't know why they didn't mention it, that's methane. That's a methane uh, pool like that right. wasn't that wasn't uh, what you would call um, some something completely unexplainable. It was explainable. It was a methane pool yes, and sure. the pH was so different. That's why the vessel couldn't penetrate. But it doesn't mean they couldn't have tried again. It's just, you know, there's a lot of money that that goes into all these things. So it's not Absolutely. that easy. Absolutely. And it was so deep down. They needed to probably get more fun. We can probably like if you have enough money, we can go there right now and go try. But just to get down there, it will cost you thirty thousand dollars to get the right equipment just to Maybe rent one it. Day. Maybe one day. Because that's the thing is like this type of exploration is extremely expensive and also the equipment is extremely fragile to an extent like they don't want to like oh let's try to get in there by like brute force sure because they also don't know what's the consequence of the equipment and they're not going to throw away a a half a million dollar submarine (laughs) because they're trying to figure this out they might want to sacrifice it but it's it's that that's part of it and and when it comes to things like this i mean the new technology that didn't exist just a few years ago in relation to consumer technology is like now we have drones that have infrared. Now we have portable infrared. Um, so even this making discoveries inside of uh, very urban, uh, very sorry, natural areas is much easier. So 
even the, the the darkest parts of the corners of the earth can now be explored, but it'll take takes takes a lot of bravery to explore these places because they're not safe. Absolutely no, and I think that all of this, like, I think all of this is a great way for us to have kicked off Spooky Month because there has just been some fascinating, fantastic things here this evening, Mr. Scott, and I, I, I have, thank you, I have had a great time, and I really do. When you go on that adventure to go speak to other Bigfoots, I, I do look forward to reaching back out to you and hope you come back and talk to us some more about it because, like, I, I I'm excited for you. Like that sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, of course, everyone, you know, I'm going to show links for how you can get back to Scott to keep up with him yourself. And I'm going to share these pictures that he shared with me on our website, unconstitutionalawakening.com, so that you guys can, you know, I don't know, see what you see for yourself. Like there's some, there were some pretty amazing things that I think I've seen here tonight and even learned tonight. And um, before we get ready to sign out, Scott, I like to go around and ask everybody if there's anything that one last thing anybody would like to say before we close out. So you got anything for us? Well, the main thing is if you go into the woods, stay open-minded. If you do have a sighting, uh, respect them, give them their space. You know, uh, dog man, you see them, back out, just get out. Don't try to walk up to them, give them a dog biscuit or anything like that. Don't be crazy. Get out of there. Nice. You know, if you see something weird like that, get out. Uh, Bigfoot, uh, just, just you're not going to see them unless they want you to see them, okay? So if you see mm-hmm. them, you, you, they, they, they definitely like something about you. Because otherwise, you're not going to see them. They're just not going to let you see them. You know, they're going to cloak. They're going to stay away from you. And respect the area. If you get a high-frequency noise in your ear or something like that, or you get a vibe, you get a tingle or something like that, and you just don't feel right, you feel a little dread coming on, that's their home. That's where they are. Just get out and get away from there, you know? That makes sense. No, I, 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 I like So that. respect goes a long way with them. They're different than us, but they're like us, okay? They have family units. They have clans mm-hmm. and all that. And the main mm-hmm. thing is respect. You respect them, you're going to make it out alive. You disrespect okay. them, I don't have that problem because I don't disrespect them. I don't want to go there. I don't want to. I don't want to have to pull my gun on them. Okay, I don't want to have to shoot them. And, I'll, and it's like when I go in, I say, "Look, I want to live with you at peace. I want you to live with me at peace. I respect you. You respect me, right? That's the way it goes." So the thing is, it's like any anything else in life. You know, the, the respect goes a long ways. And so when I go into the woods, uh, even every time they know I'm there, but I, I just tell them, "Say, look, I'm coming to the woods to get a deer." The sooner I get a deer, if you chase one to me or something like that, and I get the deer, I'm going to get out of there. I'm going to leave you alone, leave your family alone. That is all right. I think that's great advice for going on with us. Luis, you got anything for me this evening? Just explore and ask questions. Explore and ask questions. Absolutely. No. And of course, you guys, before I sign out, you know I've always got a good one for you. You guys ready for this? How much citrus does it take to kill a pirate? None. You guys have a fantastic (laughs) evening. Thank you.